You're listening to the Opie and Anthony channel on Sirius XM. The Ron and Fez show starts. Come on. Now! Oh, buddies, it's the Run Affairs Show. 
on a Thursday. Artist of the day. Picks his hero, Lenny Kravitz. Or as he told me, Kenny Lavitz. And then he laughed and tried to get me a high five. You left me hanging, though. I leave people hanging. That's my thing. That's my secret handshake. Is not to shake hands. This makes me feel bad, then. Yeah. Well, I'm a germaphobe. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm a germaphobe and a homophobe. That's the two things that I am. It's just been very distressing being in New York while everyone's celebrating the Supreme Court win. And luckily on our show, the conservative gays did not bring the topic up yesterday. At all. Because it was all over the news. People, the Connecticut uh, governor raised the flag. He took down the American flag and he put up the, the gay pride flag. And I said, here's our show where we have an asexual masquerading as a gay and we don't mention it even once uh polo here this is your last day with us i guess uh this week yeah yeah all you gotta do is lift that up you don't have to lean over like an idiot <laughs> you're a person all right you're a human being today i work with the hunch come on sometimes you just gotta go by the hunch uh i know polo for you guys that don't know he's been our movie reviewer for i think going back two years now <laughs> And Polo has a dream. Uh, times that by ten, but go ahead. Uh, Polo's dream is to make the most successful film of all time. And just to give you a little background on Polo, you believe that can happen, right? That you I do. Will. I do. And another thing about Polo, he's had good wine, and he's had bad wine. <laughs> and he has good steak, and he's had bad steak. He's just bored with food. Now, I don't want to get into too much of what you're up to, but Polo has an idea for a film. It's about... It, the main character is going to be a werewolf tax man. <laughs> and if he could just get Philip Seymour Hoffman, that would be great. Um, so let's hope all that works out. Young Molly's in here today, our intern. That's me. I'm going to go so far as to say the greatest intern we've ever had, and I like to say that oh, in front of Shelby and Ba <laughs> to let them know <laughs> what disappointments they've been. But the other day you did something no intern has done in history, Hicks, and that's bring her dad in for a tour. I did. And that was the nicest thing I ever saw. Oh. That must mean that you're proud to be here this summer. I am. Yeah, I really am. And he is, too. He was psyched. He was a little starstruck, I think. Your, your dad's very cool. Yeah, he's really cool. And you guys have a great relationship. You said you went out to lunch before. Yeah. Look, Dad, it's all happening. I'm serious. <laughs> so nice. Thanks. You know, I look over and I see a, a wasted life like Paulo's or Hicks. Or <laughs> Waste what? Fez, <laughs> I got know. plenty of it. I don't think so. Oh, really? I know it's over for me. You're going to be the first person ever to die from slurring. <laughs> uh, yeah, we all know it's done for you. Matter of fact... You're the only thing that makes me believe in zombies, Copper Top. <laughs> I think, that, you know, maybe it's the lighting, but when I look at a mirror, it looks very attractive. Uh, how was uh, the stand-up last night at the Racino? Well, we were very busy at our meeting tonight, uh, last night. It was a, it was a great uh, restaurant, and we had a great time. How was Jay's stand-up at the Racino? <laughs> it's, we couldn't do it all. We didn't I, let make me it just to say this, uh, Hicks. Yeah. Why do I have people on this show say they're going to do things? Because it never ever happens. It, it was it was it was apparently too much. Yeah, apparently. 
No, and, and he was working all too much. He was working hard at the computer till uh, 7:30, and then that would that left us just that amount of time to get to the restaurant. Right. Oh, fucking liar six. I, I saw all it right, my let mind. me uh, send out a thing to Jay Okerson. Okay. We lied again. We lied. I'll uh, just put that. We love to say things in front of Ron. Yeah. Uh, it's called just put passive aggressive. Passive. Ha ha. Isn't Ron a fucking dope? I'm working the long con. Ha ha. Dope. It's not you. It's us. Long con. Us. Oh, love you, Jay. Well, it sounds gay. <coughs> just put, um, put best. That's what I always do. Put best. Best Molly. That seems like you won't have sex with people. I'm not, don't put that stuff, because that seems like you won't have sex. And I love that area of town, you know, Westchester, Bronx. You didn't. Uh, everything you say is a lie, Paul. It's not a lie. It's If true. you say it into a microphone, it's fucking <laughs> a lie. That Yonkers is a beautiful spot. Well, Great that's why man. we agree to things on the air, like everything. Yeah, like I'm going to get right on that. It's a no-payoff bit. Yeah. Molly, there's something up on the iBank today. This is the sex symbol of your generation. They call her Transformer Girl. Mm. Now, uh, Hicks, what is her actual name? Oh, trans oh, Megan Fox. Yeah. And this is, for some reason, I believe 20 pictures of her with her tongue out. <laughs> and I don't understand it. Is this a thing for your generation? You put out the tongue? Yeah, it's like a pose, I guess. I didn't know that, Hicks. I, I thought it was the duck face. I didn't know. That's Jordan. All right? She's doing Jordan right now. I know. I read that uh, somebody put up as long as she dunks, which is a very funny line. And even uh, Mr. Obvious uh, gave out uh, line of the week for that. But I did not know that if you wanted to seem attractive to young men, you stick the tongue out. I guess it just makes you think like, hey, time to suck. I, I thought it was a taunt. <laughs> but when I was little, you would taunt people by sticking your tongue out. I think when you're as high as Megan Fox, it's it's just, it's sex. She's so hot right now, Megan Fox. She's hot. Have you seen her a picture of her thumb? Yeah, she has uh, what I like to call even cowgirls get the blues thumbs. <laughs> it's the oversized thumb. Uh, but, you know, these tongues out pictures... Uh, does it work for you, Paulo? Is this an attractive thing? I do think it's attractive. Actually, I just found out she was on Hope and Faith. Which, which one was she on, Hope or Faith? It was the it was a it was Kelly and uh, that other girl, Faith. Kelly and that other girl, Faith. <laughs> you know so much about show business. I think I think Kelly played Faith and Faith played Hope. That was the odd thing about that. Any uh, word back from Philip Seymour Hoffman yet? <laughs> that was a, a, a supposed to be a secret meeting, sir. I didn't realize. Can I tell you something? I don't, obviously, I don't get invited <laughs> to the social aspects of the show. That's not where Ronnie B is not one of those guys like, hey, all the fellas are coming out. Ron, make sure you turn the lights off. That's the relationship I have I with the guys. But here's the thing. It. it doesn't mean that I don't cover the waterfront, Okay. <laughs> Apparently, you got secret memos. <laughs> Look, some people like Ronnie B, and they want to check in. Okay. Um, but if I'd have been there, and there was no reason for me to be invited, hmm. uh, we would have hmm. done up. We would, First of all, Jay would have said, there's my buddies. Yeah. And then we would have been at the Racino. Big ups. Because you can depend on me. 
Mrs. Dependable, Ron Bangton. I don't like that name really? because it sounds like all I am. It seems like a no fun guy when you call me Mr. Dependable. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of other things that I can I can do. All right. Um, I can fucking uh, cut coke. You know what I mean? And make sure we make a bigger profit. That's something I'm helpful with. That's damn good. Here's my thing: bake the manitow. Okay, well, put it in the oven, bake it, and it just just comes down to a nice flour. I mean, you, you, you even found out my steak comments and things of that nature. I was rather, yeah. I'm rather shocked. I'll be honest, I'm shocked that those kind of comments would, would bleed out into the internet. This is what you got to do when you run the page six. <laughs> you run page six? I don't even want to bring that up. Oh, shit. Um, look who it is. It's Lady Trucker. Yes, uh, there's going to be a benefit for Otto Peterson of Otto and George fame. On Sunday, July 28th, at the Comedy Shop at Pier in Parsippany, New Jersey. Um, Otto had contacted uh, bacterial meningitis and was hospitalized and put in a coma for over a week. So this benefits to help him with his hospital bills. Uh, Lady Trucker, this is the first time hearing about this. Yeah, I, I just I heard about it last. Oh, I read about it last night through uh, Big A's Twitter. A big A. Big A. All right, I, I, all right. Best of luck to Otto. So he's feeling better. Yeah, he's, he's feeling better. He's out of the uh, hospital. He's been tweeting. He, he uh, tweeted a picture of his feelings about the bacterial meningitis. Well, thanks for uh, updating with us. It's up on the iBang right now. Uh, for anybody who wants to see it during the uh, unfiltered part of the iBang, but Lady Trucker on the job. Appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate everything like you guys and the iBand. Uh, iBanders. Yeah, Thanks, the iBand. Okay. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Oh, lady. I don't call you Lady Tracker. I try to get everything correct for everybody. Uh, Tina Fey's in the building today. Yep. Oh, my gosh. That's exciting. Mm -hmm. She's doing the town hall. With her husband, yeah. Well, he wrote all the music for her, you know, for that show. Oh, for 30 Rock? Yeah. Nice. That little jazzy number up front. I could have done that for her. Very, very cool, though. That's super cool. You, you should bring your dad in for it. Yeah. My mom wants to come in now, too. She like got kind of jealous that she didn't get to come in. It seems like you're closer with your dad than you are your mom. Um, yeah. It's okay to pick ways. favorites. It's okay to pick He's favorites. He's just better than your mom. No. <laughs> it's okay. When we knew Paul O's mom, this is, and I never knew this another person, she could not make spit, right? Really? So Paul yeah, O used to have to go spit. out and get like a can of spit. Is that what it was called? It was actually a tube of spit. And what was the name of the product? Oh, I couldn't remember now, but I probably still have some in my storage unit. Tube O spit. <laughs> um, oh, this is my mom's spit. Uh, you can get it at your uh, participating drugstores. Whose spit was it? It was They have Chinese kids to spit in the tubes. Hey. Four cents an hour. Hey. That's not I point. hate to see that you've given up on food and wine. It's and just out of boredom. That really All right. made what, me feel What bad. I have is the high-end restaurants. I've done them. Uh, restaurants. <laughs> we went out to several restaurants. Shh. Don't tell Ron we're going to restaurants. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is a lovely restaurant. You've taken a 
has to. Now, do we pay extra for the forks? The knives and the forks, are they extra? That's part Because I'm fine to eat picnic style with my hands. That's part of the problem. Yeah. It's a la carte. It's a la carte right oh, now. Oh, oh. Um, I'll have a donut and a pack of cigarettes. Is that fine? <laughs> Anyone else? I'm not a fan of a la carte. I'm sorry. I'm a buffet guy. <laughs> what time's the buffet? I eat at 4.30. And my thing is, you know, a fine chef, I believe, like Bobby Flay, is, uh, you know, you're experiencing his, his decisions. I like to go to the buffet and then make my own decisions. Right. The decisions at the <laughs> restaurants. Mr. Flay's, could you put all the food... In different tubs, and then I'll walk along and just add it in. Oh, everything's so nice there. They got the potato salads. I start with dessert in case I die. You're just... And you're wearing a fucking tourist shirt. I don't that. You live in Florida. He lives in Florida, and he's wearing a lime green shirt that says Panama City Beach with three dolphins on it. Right. It's a surfer shirt. Yeah, it's a surfer shirt. It's a surfer's four. No fucking adult. You know, you got to sit there and go, this dolphin shirt is just... I'm, oh, and it has the name. So that'll be fun. Right color, too. Yeah. It's a dolphin swimming with some smaller fishes. Smaller fishes. Nemo's. <laughs> exactly. It's Nemo, too. But I, I do have... I'm particular about my food. I don't think you're particular about anything. You've only half dyed your hair. You look like a fucking Hungarian's nightmare. Ugh. Yeah, if you could just put it in different tubs, I'll walk by with a tray and load it on. <laughs> well, there are those restaurants where you pick out the raw food and they say, okay, now you may proceed cooking. Yeah, it's called a supermarket. <laughs> That's the raw food place that you're eating at. <laughs> What's the stove? So you were just holding court last night, huh, Paul? <laughs> Apparently I was. No, we were supposed to have Billy Staples here today. Yeah. Uh, since it was 10 years since he's worked for us and starting six months ago I started to get an email a week of how he wanted to be here and then today he couldn't make it because a lie just came up I don't know what it is it's whatever fucking AA excuse he has this week mom fell at the fucking old folks home yeah. just as I was walking out the door yeah. believe me I want to be there with you but this isn't a choice she well, has to go, just get x-rays you know what's the, the best thing in the world is when you're lying to add as many small details as you possibly can. Detail it up. Life obviously is a crisis. It is. Every moment is a decision. Wow. It's my thought of the day. Mm-hmm. You're like if Plato had a head wound and he just babbled fucking simpleton stuff that any fucking child would know. Keep breathing, pull low. <laughs> write that down. Yeah. <laughs> Breathe through your nostrils. Okay. That's what I do. But open mouth breathing can be helpful under the right circumstances. You, you're just, you're just all silly boy today, aren't you? You're just fucking silly boy. I can't help it. You've just been giggling all morning. Yeah, I know he has been. I didn't even have pot this morning. 
Okay, that's going to be the big thing. You're going to drop the word pot like everybody's going to think oh, that you're cool. Oh, this fucking dude's cool. Oh, I know, man. Boy, oh, so, man. So he, knows where to get, he knows where to get the tea at. <laughs> He's a hep cat. But but I I should... Should... Stop it, Paul. Yeah, okay. I, can't, I can't even look at you right now. <laughs> I feel like I, I sat on the wrong seat in the subway. <laughs> and I'm just <laughs> next to a fucking strange, half-dyed-haired man who just wants to fucking giggle at shit that he, has never, he doesn't even know what he's talking about. You done? Yeah. Good. First time in a fucking... Uh, in a year... He doesn't eat at a homeless shelter, and he's still bitching about it. I go to three or four buffets a week. Stop bragging, okay? okay? <laughs> this is how he picks up chips. swing that shit? I go to a lot of buffets. <laughs> All you can eat. Hi, I'm Paul. How are you? The macaroni and cheese at Fred's is to die for. Literally. You will die <laughs> eating that. Uh, and everybody in Florida eats between 4 and 4.15 so that they can get home early enough to watch some Jeopardy. Dancing with the Stars. He's never up for Dancing in the Stars. Oh, last night, Big Brother. Wow, we had a great time on the Big Brother premiere last night. Oh, boy. You're right about the constant work. It's just, <laughs> the TV is going. Um... Miles, when's uh, when's your mom coming in? I don't know. I gotta ask her. You and your mom not very close, though, huh? Um, no, we're, we've gotten closer. I think as I've gotten older. When you were young, like a baby, you weren't close with your mom. No. <laughs> what kind of family? I know that sounds absurd. Why? What, <laughs> what kind of family? You? <laughs> I was close to my mother as a child. Come on, everyone is. You would have been better off being a war orphan. <laughs> The only childhood I've ever seen worse than yours mm. is the little napalm girl running naked. And even the most, some of her days were better than yours. Girl, so you and your mom were not close when you were little. No, I don't think so. I think as I've gotten older and we like, I don't know, I have like a need for advice from her. I think we've gotten a lot closer. But so there wasn't a lot of, I don't know, run to mommy type stuff with you. I don't think so. No. I think it was more like run to my dad or my sister. I was really close to my sister. Wow. Babies raising babies. This is... Did your mom realize that? Did you guys ever know, discuss it? I this might be it? a very... I, I don't think that it's any like sort of tension at all. I, and this also might just be my perspective because obviously I was super young. <laughs> no. Everybody was super young and they needed their mom. That was the no, thing. No, it's not that I didn't need my mom. It's just yeah. that I, I kind of remember being like... A, a, even a bigger daddy's girl as a young kid. When she was little, she used to call her mom Mrs. B. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. B, um, what time's dad getting home? I have, I never heard of that before. Well, this would be great when your mom comes in to discuss oh, this. I'd like, yeah, this. I want to go over some of this stuff. So she's not what you would call a nurturing woman. Uh... I would say she's not consistently nurturing. <laughs> like sometimes, like you, when I like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I guess she's nurturing. Yeah, but she's not like she's not what you would picture as like your your just like run of the mill mom. Hmm. Which is like a Saint Bart's mom. What does that mean? Like you know she traveled. Yeah. She was into fashion. Yeah, like that. Yeah, okay. Oh boy. I've seen that stuff on TV. 
she's not like a Real Housewives of like any city. See, I I was close to my mom when I was little. My mom said to me, I was just a little kid, if anyone ever bothers you, I will break a bottle and dig their lungs out with it. And that touched me <laughs> so much. It's murder. My mom would be, if somebody, like, any adults fucked with us, yeah. out of the house like that. <laughs> Good. And my mom was 4'11", and was ready to fucking throw down at all times. She was like, really? Are we going to do this? And nice. we're like, go, Mom. She go. would fight adults? She was ready. She was always ready. But your mom was above it all. Yeah, she was... She's very, she's very social. My mom is like... Mm. Except for with her own children. <laughs> she likes to have a couple of bottles of wine no, a week. No, that's not, not like that. <laughs> like social. That's social in yours. <laughs> You're a social disease. She's very socially competent is what I mean to say. Mm. I've never seen her be awkward. Would she come in here and charm us? She would charm the pants off you guys. Well, that's easier than you think. <laughs> um... <laughs> We try to hide this from you, but we have a lot of problems. <laughs> Ray, in New Mexico, you're on the Run of Fest show. Ray, we got you? Are you laying down, Ray? <laughs> I think Ray hit his head. You know, uh, some people, they at the last possible second, they think, I'm going to panic. If I get on the radio, I will panic. He's probably cooking a batch of meth if he was in New Mexico. You know, that's a stereotype. It's probably true, though. Uh, is this all happening here? I'm just, yeah, this is happening. Is uh, he in the building? On en, en route. Well, then he's going to be late today, right? It's looking like it. Yeah. I'm just as happy to, you know, not. <laughs> all right. Um, the other thing, Molly, could your mom make her own spit? Yes. Mm. But I do empathize with her. My mom was distant as well. She was uh, standoffish, perhaps. It was, she wasn't your real mom, though. You were an adopted boy. <laughs> That's true. So you were like a stranger in the house. Right. And she had her Manhattans every evening, so I don't know if we share that in common <laughs> as well. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> you were adopted by an alcoholic family. <laughs> The whole Small, family? Yeah. <laughs> Brothers, sisters. And you know, they, flies. they actually taunted me. They said, oh, you're not our blood. You're not, <laughs> you're not our, our blood. blood. <laughs> not our blood. <laughs> they actually said, oh, a rich family. Basket in a basket. <laughs> That's all you are. A basket in a basket. Here, some good milk and some good steak, an expensive steak. That's all you need to start being able to hear again. <laughs> I believe all steaks are good. The bit, the expensive ones and the not so expensive. So, guy, what were you saying something about? I'm your saying bastard? they taunted me. They said, "Oh, a rich family wanted you, but we got you." That's instead. cute. <laughs> Jesus. You, did you ever try to find your real mom? I haven't uh, been able to. You tried to tell us that she was a genius. I she went down. This is the two facts that I have uh -huh. uh, in my memory. She's an MIT uh, student. And currently, <laughs> she's currently dead from. She's working. She's She's working on her graduation. And my my grandfather would be a judge in California at one point. Hmm. That's all and I'm, how do you come up with those facts? Somebody told me those facts. Who's I, someone? Uh, a psychic. I guess my mother at one point may have 
uh, slurred it out between cocktails. <laughs> um, so he is here. I guess so. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know. The booth didn't tell me. The booth is Pips. <laughs> yes. Paulo, I want to get back to your uh, stupid story, <laughs> but Chaz Palminteri is here. Right. Uh, he, of course, Bronx Tale, which he is doing, again, as his one-man show at the Count Basie Theater in Red Bank, New Jersey. Also, he's involved in a Kickstarter uh, with Kenny DeQuilla. Now, do we know how to find the Kickstarter? Yeah, just go to unorganizedcrime.org. The link's right there. Perfect. That's perfect for us. Uh Bronx Tale, one of the great films of all time, uh, and he's doing so many other uh, projects. Let's bring in the great Chaz Palminteri. How lucky can one guy be? I kissed her and she kissed me. Like the fella once said, ain't that a kick in the head? The room was completely black I hugged her and she hugged back Like the sailor said, quote I like when a movie star walks into the room and looks like a movie star, uh, Chaz. <laughs> you look like a million bucks today, my friend. Well, thanks, man. You, uh... So much is <clears throat> happening with you. You got the, uh... The one-man show, Bronx Tale, back out on the road. You're going to Count Basie. Yeah, I'm going to be at the Count Basie Theater, July 26th, one night only. Uh, so I'm really excited by that. Yeah. Still fun to do uh, that one-man show. It's still fun to do the one-man show. You know, uh, it, it's been, Ron, it's been, you know, I did it. it. It made me famous, and I did it on Broadway, and I've done it in Vegas. It was the best show the, uh, best show on the Strip. So people just want to keep seeing it. So I just did it at the Capitol Theater. Now I'm doing it at the Count Basie Theater in Red Bank, New Jersey, July 26th. And all these uh, stories from your youth, you still feel just as connected to them after all these years oh yeah know? absolutely yeah. you know I've, uh, w without a doubt you know the, the play is so close to me and so means so much and you know people just love it I, I've, I've done it uh, 25 years ago then I brought it back to Broadway in 207 and then I brought it on the national tour then I went to Vegas and like I said one show of the year and I still do it, you know, but I do it between movies and television and things mm -hmm. like that, you know, and uh, it's been great. I mean, I, I really, uh, I'm very excited to always do it. And, you know, Broxdale is the thing that uh, started me. So that's why, you know, when I read this uh, play by Kenny DeGuilla, uh, Unorganized Crime, uh, I, I just read it. And I said, you know what? Robert De Niro helped me 25 years ago, and I have to help this guy because I, I just thought... The play was so... It's just a great play, you know. I mm -hmm. haven't I haven't read a play and a story like that in so long, you know. And I called him up and I said, hey, because he wanted me to play the older brother, Sal. And I said, look, I'll do it. And then he told me about that he was putting some money together, you know. Uh, and he was doing it with Kickstarter. And, I, and he said, would you help me out with that? And I said, of course I would. I said, I believe in the project. I believe in you. And uh, I'll give you a hand. So... Uh, um, it's called Unorganized Crime. Mm -hmm. The people, uh, they type in uh, kickstarter.com. Then the keyword is Unorganized Crime. And you'll see uh, what people do is you pledge money. 
Mm-hmm. And it could be a dollar, it could be $5, $10. Someone just pledged $5,000, I think, and he became executive producer of the show. Wow. Yeah, so, I mean, you get, uh, you, you'll get absolute rewards. You can get tickets to the show, limousine service to the show, opening night tickets, opening uh, the premiere tickets. You can come into a rehearsal. It's a wonderful way that a lot of people are doing this now to raise money. We have only two weeks left. We've raised, I think, $20,000 already. Uh, we have to raise 65 uh, for the po- a portion of the budget. I mean, uh, myself and Kenny and a lot of guys, we have skin in the game. We put uh, uh, many hours and many thousands of dollars into readings and rehearsals. So uh, Kenny has to raise $65,000 more. And uh, we're looking for the public and, and people to come and pledge. It's a tough thing to put on a a play these days. Uh, you know what? You're absolutely right. A very tough thing. You know, you you have the Iron Man and the and Spider Man. It's all about it's all about big budget movies, yeah. and, and nobody wants to write plays anymore. But you know, when I read this play, I just thought it was a an, a fantastic play. You know, uh, Alfred Hitchcock once said that there's only three things you could do to an audience: you can make them laugh, you can make them cry, or you could scare them. And if you do two out of three, you're doing pretty good. Yeah. And unorganized crime does three out of three you know it does everything so i I just said you know what i owe it to myself and to someone else and and kenny dequilla who wrote this piece and and is starring in it too with me i said i got to give this guy a young actor a shot and uh, that's what i'm doing you weren't familiar with him before you got the script this wasn't a guy that you knew i I met him a few times i saw him uh he was on stage he did uh one of the original productions of les mis Mm. And he was brilliant and wonderful, and I knew how talented he was. He could sing, he could act, he could write. And, you know, sometimes people just need a chance. Yeah. It's just that simple. You know, there's a lot of uh, talented people out there, you know. And that's why you had those shows like American Idol and The Voice, and you, obviously you're seeing all these talented people. So this is my way of, uh, you know, passing it on and helping someone. Were you ready when your break came with the Bronx Tale? Were you... Yes. You had your head in the right place when when all that kind of success came? My head, was was it in the right place? Uh, I I guess it was. I mean, I I was very determined to make it, but I was very, very fortunate that I made it, Ron, when I was older. Right. Uh, When I was older, I was like almost 38, 39 when I hit, you know, so... I, I was older. When I, if I would have made it when I was like uh, twenty five, uh, there'd be a problem. Yeah, that's what happens. I think yes. to a lot of people. Yes. Uh, when they get it when they're young, the money comes and yes, goes, absolutely. and uh, they get confused by what it all means. But but when you get a little older, you know it's about the work itself. Exactly. And what the work means to people. It's always about the work, you yeah. know. And that's why when I, uh, again, when I go back to this play, when I read this play, I said, this play is too good. It has to be seen. Uh, it's about these uh, two brothers, one, uh, the older brother, who I play, Sal, and then Gino, the younger brother, who, who Kenny plays. And uh, the older brother is a stone-cold-made man, and uh, the younger brother is a wannabe. He could never cut the mustard. He, could, he was just never good enough to be the made guy. And uh, the confrontation between our father and it's, things happen. There is a murder. People die. There's a betrayal. But it's never been done this way. Mm. And uh, I, it really surprised me, and I was fascinated with it. So I just said, hey, we have to get this thing up. Um, you love doing your one-man show. You love doing plays. You, yes. You love doing films. That, but you've never, you're writing, directing. You, you, you'll just move in and out of where uh, Yes, happening. I like to write. I like yeah. to direct. I like to produce. 
Um, I like to do it all. I mean, if you can do it, why not do it? You right. Know? Yeah, why not? So you're basically living that dream that you had yes. as a young actor. Oh, yes, yeah. without a doubt. That's oh, fantastic. God, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've been around, you know, 25, 30 years and got paid to do things that I love to do. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm sure you're, you're great at what you do and you love it. So how lucky are we? Yeah. I mean, we're playing with house money. I know. Isn't that the funny thing? If somebody would have just told you that when you were younger, you wouldn't have had so many sleepless nights. Yeah. You'd be able to say, yeah, sure. Yeah. I'll push all in. Just to keep working. That's what a lot of people get confused about. Yes. Where they think it's about fame or doing yes, something. But right. To do what you want to do every day is the right. cool no thing. No one ever makes it, makes it. Right. And then that's it. Yeah. The, it's, it's the process. Yeah. The process is the reward. You constantly have to do it. You constantly love doing it. You know, I mean, if I hit the lotto for uh, $300 million right now, I would change my life a bit. I would do exactly what I'm doing right now. And also, you come from a background which I think Hollywood has gotten away from a little bit about making that story that connects humans, about human beings having yes. emotion and being able to be connected. Yes. At some point, we start to think that, I don't know, compare films with amusement park rides, and it's depressing Ab to me. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a wonderful observation because I've spoken to producers who've said that and who said to me you know Chaz you know you make movies and I admire the movies you make you make movies that make people think and make people question and they're great movies and I love those movies but I can't make those and I said why not he says well I, I make rides and I go what do you mean yeah. he goes well you know you go to a amusement park you get on a ride you, you get off and you go wow that was something he goes that's what I do yeah. and he said the exact same thing that you said and I think that's why we have trouble with people talking during films or texting is because they don't realize that you're supposed to go to that place right uh he, here to me is the real magic of any kind of storytelling that you could do bronx tale and then somebody in iowa could look at that yes. and say that's like my life you know what i mean it doesn't matter it where it doesn't you're matter Ron. Yeah. you're absolutely right i have done it in 32 uh cities all over the united states i have done a bronx tale my one-man show in Texas and uh, Austin. I've done it in Austin, all around Texas, Houston. I've done it in Milwaukee. I've done it in Miss Wisconsin. I've done it everywhere, and people don't know anything about the Bronx. They don't know, and they relate to it because the characters are archetypes, mm -hmm. and that's the reason why everybody has a son, a father, a child, a wife, a married question the morality of yes what's right and what's wrong is it better to be loved or feared all these questions people just relate to it uh what made you want to act as a young person when you were a kid you know what it's something that's just inside of you i was 10 years old and i used to imitate the wise guys on the corner and people used to laugh and i used to find that funny and i don't know it's something that uh, my mother used to take me to the movies, and I, I used to look at those, look at that, and I would watch. I remember seeing Around the World in 80 Days and Streetcar Named Desire. I saw that on television. I, I just said, I, I, I could do that. I want to try that. I don't know. And you were so ready. I mean, the, the thing that about you is in Bronx Tale, you're going toe-to-toe -to -toe with De Niro, and right. there's no... There's no nerves that you see. There's no fear. You know you're working with the best guy yeah. at his peak, 
And you were ready. You were prepared for it. I, I was ready, yes. Yeah. I, I just worked very, very hard. I, I studied. I, I went to class. You know, people just go, oh, I want to be an actor. I go, well, okay, well, you got to, you know, got to study. Mm. You got to go to class. You got to be good at what you do. So when the break does come, you're there. You just can't all of a sudden, well, I'm going to work with De Niro. I better go take some acting lessons. You know, that yeah. doesn't work. You know, you got to have your chops together. It's like people who look, look at what you do. They go, oh, I could do that. Oh, really? Get behind a microphone for three or four hours and see if you could do it. Mm. Then you see how hard it is. You know, it, it's you've got to practice. You've got to, you know, you got to come up, the, come up through the ranks like everybody else did. You know, it's hard. It's hard. It takes work. And uh, you were prepared for that. That's, Absolutely, yeah. I was prepared. Yes. That's why I think uh, with a project like this, so many times it's the early stages of the projects that are almost the most rewarding. Yes. Researching it, getting involved with it, it's still like a dream. It still could be anything. It still could know? be anything, right. Yeah. yeah, and I see that in Kenny's eyes. You know, I see he's excited and he has a belief and uh, things are happening and and he, he really believes that it will happen, and I believe it too, and that's why I, I, I came on board with that. And that's why I tell your listeners out there, type in unorganizedcrime.com, and then go to, uh, type in, excuse me, kickstarter.com, and then type in the keyword unorganized crime. You'll see the videos, you'll, you'll learn all about it. Pledge your dollars, because uh, if you want to be in show business and a part of it, this is your chance. Now you, when you were starting out, you didn't have anything like Kickstarter. No. This is a very new thing. This is a very new thing. Yeah. You know, a lot of, uh, I know Joe Montaigne is doing something, and, uh, and uh, Joe Franco is doing something. So a lot of people are doing, uh, doing things now with this. And it's a great way to help young people and to, when they find great projects, and it's a great way to get other people involved in it. Sure. You know, they get copies of the signed pictures of the program. They, they get to meet, uh, uh, you know, the actors. They get to meet me. They get to do so many things, and they get involved. And it's, you don't have to pledge a lot of money. Right. You know, just whatever. But what a strange thing now. This is the audience is more involved than they ever have been. Yes, well, you know, you know what it is, Ron. The, the studios and they and people don't. The studios don't want to put up the money no more. Mm -hmm. They want to make Iron Man and Spider Man. And you know what? I can't blame them, and I understand. Mm -hmm. But hey, could you have some room for other things? Right. You know it, it. And they just go. You know what? Hey, great script, but what are we going to make on it? Twenty million, twenty-five million. You know what? It's not worth it to us. They want to make a hundred fifty million, two hundred million. So I understand, but I, I don't have to agree with that. So I'm doing whatever I can to uh, try to, you know, work on that. Um, and the same thing happens with Broadway plays. The plays are bigger and more expensive yes. than ever. Yes. And yet you can still find these smaller uh, projects. Um, that are more old style plays, you know, yes. a play where you'll go in, yes. the lights go down, and, and you're sharing. The lights go down, and wow. Yeah. Live theater, man. What's greater than that? There is no bigger thing that I think involves an audience than live theater, where the audience actually goes, I am going to walk across that thing and become a part of this. You yes. know, I'm going to join in the illusion. Well, the thing that makes <clears throat> live theater so wonderful, and I know a lot of people who love Bronx Tale, the music, the, uh, the, uh, the, yeah. uh, the movie. Yeah. So many people see it's on that best, best films list and everything, but 
so many people who saw the play, the one-man show, like it even more. And the reason why, because it's a very visceral effect. I'm there. I am the guy. I am Collegio. That's my real name. This is a story about my life. So it's so visceral. It's like I reach out and grab you by the throat and say, listen to me. And that's why, obviously, it, it's so successful. What age before you started to understand the lessons that you were being taught as a kid? How long does it take you before your dad taught you those lessons that end up in a Bronx tale before you can think, I'm going to step back and yeah. take a look at this? And that's then a wonderful question. People. Well, I, I started to really, when I was 18, 17, yeah. 18, I started to say, well, you know, maybe my dad's right about this stuff. Right. When I started to see these guys get killed, you know. Uh, but I didn't, still didn't get it. I have to be honest with myself. I didn't get it, get it until I was in my later 20s that I go, wow, yeah. Yeah, this this is not a good thing to do. And it is true, those seeds that you do with kids, it might take a long time, you know, right. particularly the, hey, this is right, right and this is wrong. Right. And you know the difference between right and wrong. My father gave me that one. Right. You already know. And by the time it takes for that to sink into you, I would agree, yes. you're really looking into your late 20s. Late before, 20s. Yeah. Yeah. Before it really sinks in. Yeah. And, and, and you got to be honest with yourself, because I, I know. I mean, you know, and sometimes you, you listen to other people more than you listen to your parents. Sure. Because you're just so used to hearing it. You tune it out after a while. And I and my father said, you will say these things to your son. I go, hey, Dad. And you know yeah. what? And I, ha and I do. My son Dante is 17 years old. Great kid. Talented. And my daughter, Gabriella, and I tell them both. Uh, I mean, I'm blessed to have a great wife who really, uh, uh, has, you know, has worked so hard with him and and been there with him. And when I, when I was traveling, but I'm trying to be there as much as I can. And you know what? They finally they're getting it. But still, mm -hmm. uh, you know, every day is a battle. Sure. And you are raised by your parents and your neighborhood. And I think that was the great thing that you put out there. Those lessons that you learn yes. from your friends on the street, that sticks with you. Yes. It's a tough thing to shake. That's it's a tough you know, thing it's to all shake. part of it. You know? It's all part of it. But some of it is good because yeah, it, it gives you a street sense and you, you, you're not so naive when you get out there. You know, I think the lessons that I learned from the wise guys and from the street Help me be a businessman as I got older. And to read people, you can sit down uh, when you've had the kind of childhood yes. that you had. That you can look at people and know, no. good guy, bad guy. You know when they're bullshitting you. Yeah. You, you just feel when they're scamming you. You could just say, you know, something's not right. Yeah. You know, go with your gut. You know, if that's all you got, your gut is usually right. And how amazing now, full circle, that you're helping this kid out with his dream with unorganized crime. You know, well, it all comes yeah. around. I, I, well, I've, done, I've helped other people over the years, and I just feel like, and they always ask me, you know, I'm sorry, I, I can't pay you the money that you would get for this. I wish there was something I could do. And I say, well, there is something that you can do. I only want one favor from you. And they say, what is that? And I always say, when you... You get very successful. You have to promise me you'll help somebody. And they always say, I promise I will. I said, okay, that's all I want. Just that's, do that. That's amazing stuff. Chaz, thank you so much. It's great to see you again, man. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. And, um, you know, again, uh, un unorganized crime, kickstarter.com. Then just type in the keyword unorganized crime, and there's the video. Great to see you, pal. See Thanks you next time coming through. All right.
Chess, how much you love that guy? Chase. And you know what? Here's what kills me. He's basically from the same neighborhood as Polo. And he's looking back, trying to help others, while Polo was saying, help me. I had a long, hard life. I didn't, uh, you know, I had uh, things on my shoulders for the many years. But he looks beautiful, I gotta say. Uh, yeah, he's a gorgeous man. He comes in here looking like a, like a goddamn movie star. I mean, he comes in looking like fucking Chaz Palminteri. That's all you really want He's from the, man. the movie stars. Um, I love the fact that he gets it. And he says such sweet things after, you know, his way out the door. Very, very nice man. Very nice man. Polo, why didn't you pitch him your idea for uh, Tax Collector Wolfman? I... As you know, I, I have my sights on Philip Seymour Hoffman, but he, he I could would easily put him in the movie. Polo, I knew before, <laughs> like seconds after you're saying it, I'm getting the information back to me. <laughs> I can't believe that memo leaked out. Like, it's within 12 hours. It's crazy. 12 hours within five minutes. It's nuts. It's nuts. But I, I have to say, Fez's brother was the sweetest guy last he night. He is a great guy. Yeah. He is the... Uh, the normal one. He is the Marilyn Munster of that family. And they all, instead of acting like I want to be more like him, yeah. they just go, you are our Marilyn Munster. Let's all lean on you. But you're the youngest. Let's lean on you. But it was a wonderful evening, Fez, wasn't it? I thought it was a great time, yes. And Michael was delightful. Everybody was just, of course, you know, uh, Fez's brother was relaxing after his big meetings yesterday. Sorry, I couldn't make it. <laughs> My call. Uh, I know it wasn't your call. <laughs> Believe me. I went over that in my head many times. What did I do? How did I not? What went? Send me young Molly back in. Molly, please come to the studio. I was just trying to, I'm going to try to Bronx tail her a little bit. Okay. She's going to be my C right now. You, yeah. I wanted to be my C, what? but I, wanna, I, I don't want to. I don't want to call you a lost cause. Uh, please don't. But I don't want to keep throwing good money after bad. I have time left. <laughs> Did you get any of that from Chaz? Did you understand what, what, what he was talking about? I was outside. Oh, my God. Molly. That was all done. We brought him in for you so you could understand. Pick the light side and not the dark side. Okay. You've chosen the dark side. Of what? Life. Yeah. Maybe... I'm crazy here, but I mean, could it be classic Shelb? Could he be my C? <coughs> Is he the one that I want to breathe life into? He bears a passing resemblance to C. You can't even do a sentence now without <coughs> your lungs giving out. Look, they're strong, all right? 
You know, temp lap is killing me over here. It's just killing let me, me. Let me set that for you. You say that, but then you would have been on it before. <laughs> well, so it's, I can't trust you for anything. Yes, you can. I can't, Hicks. It's not you. Uh, I, I hate to say it, but I look over and Polo has no family. You have no family. I prefer it that way, though. I don't. I want a big family. I want an extended family. That brings a tear to my eye that I don't have family. But you you had a big family when I met you, and you killed them all off one at a time. <laughs> killed them all off. And you killed uh, were, your wife. They were old decrepit. They used to scream. He's not even paying you the whole time he'd be doing his movie reviews. <laughs> These people would be yelling and hitting him. Yes. Your family? Yeah. They lost. In-laws and my mother would ignore me. And, uh, well, your mother, she had her own problems, but your mother-in-law used to call you the whore master. No, she called her husband the whore master. I thought she called you the whore master, too. <laughs> she called her husband the whore master? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the master of all whores. You whore master. And then his father-in-law would yell at him, you're a joke. You're a joke. We would be on terrestrial. They would take the phone. Don't ever fucking call this house again. God. They were ju It was like a nightmare. And then he would be going like this. Uh, but Robert Downey Jr. steals the... He would still be trying to do his shitty reviews. But I I mean... You heard the things that Chaz was saying to me off. Yes, sir. And that's something you no have never said to me before. And I got to hear it from Chaz. I got to hear it from Movie Star. I got to get that kind of warmth and feedback that I expect from my friends. I have always stared at you from afar. That's scary and stalking. <laughs> Why? Where are these cigars from? That's from Janice. All right. Let me just say something about Janice. I've said this before. Janice, please stop sending us <laughs> lovely gifts. You're too nice of a person. This is a bum show. I can't wait to read this later. Wow. She gives me a lot of updates. Look how nice she seals it of what's going on in her life right now. She's in Chicago. Nice. Chicago. I hear they have ch uh, cupcakes in Chicago. Yeah. Did you go to Molly's New York? I, 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 oh, of course not. <laughs> I'm shadowing Fez right now. Um... Okay, nice. I got well. This is something to do during my time off. I got eight pages to go through. <laughs> it's very exciting, though. I could turn this into something. She's got nice penmanship. Yeah, she does. I have terrible penmanship. That could be a play. So uh, I was told in third grade that I was actually writing Latin. That's how <laughs> bad. Did you hear the thing with the Zimmerman trial? The woman couldn't read her own letter. I don't read cursive. <laughs> I can't, I mean, I guess the Zimmerman trial is gigantic down in Florida. It is. Apparently, it's everywhere. My problem is to get into a trial, you know you're going to be giving up six months of your life. And I feel like I just want to wait until the end and yell, who's that and who's that? Because I don't know how this trial is going to go. This is going to go either way. Yeah, I, I agree. But I, it was a pretty big moment when she can't read her own letter. I don't know. I just like, since the OJ thing, I can't keep up with everybody. <sighs> Nightmare situations. Everything's going crazy today, Hicks. You know what? I We're fixed temp lap. I don't know if I like temp lap at all. <laughs> We're heading into the July 4th break. 
that means Grateful Dead tomorrow. Hell yeah, dude. We keep that tradition going. Need to. But during this break, we should actually say to ourselves, is this something we even want to do anymore? Is this even worth it? The show? Yeah. I mean, let's face it. We're not going to give up on Mast or RBI. But this show itself, just to grind it out, to slug it out, it might be too much. I think it's great. No. Oh, God. No. Yeah, you got to agree with Hicks no. here. No. Well, no, no, I mean, no, you I mean... Spoke. <laughs> you already spoke. No, you, mis- you misheard me. You're like the fat black girl that can't read her own writing. <laughs> I can't read my own I writing. I shouldn't have judged her that way, but I didn't hear her speak. I just saw her, you know, in the background. So what happened? She stopped Doma? Is that what she did? Because it all happens when <laughs> no, she was she was Trayvon's girlfriend or whatever. Squeeze, squeeze. Oh, that's. I think that's it's just. A, a, I think main squeeze. A big. squeeze. I don't think you can just be a squeeze. You just yeah. this, you can't say this is my. But when you say main squeeze, it means you're not the only one. Oh. Yeah. You might be getting back with your one of your ex-wives, right? That's right. Which one? Eleanor, the, the the most recent, of course. How come she booted you to begin with? She, you said she was with another guy? Well, yeah, I mean, in both cases with Melissa, they both kind of want to get back with me, but Melissa's getting some kind of Parkinson's or something, like at 40. Which you don't want that. I don't need that anymore. Yeah, you don't need Parkinson's. <laughs> it's fucking downhill. It's, in, it's not in sickness, just in health. <laughs> the best of health. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, perfect health. I mean, the kind of health that she could play for the Dallas Cowboys. Exactly. Not even a fucking head cold. I'd wind up carrying her around. The thing. <laughs> yeah, you don't need that. You don't want to find yourself pushing a chair. Exactly. Although, you might want to take her to Disney. Because <laughs> you get dressed in Right. But you were saying your last wife uh, has been with a younger guy. Yeah, she has time. a tendency to get uh, get distracted, and I and I'll tell you. And what, you like to be the cuck, right? You said that's your thing. You like to watch. <laughs> you like to be part of that. I we're learning a lot about this I, right now. I in Magic City. I didn't know. Magic City has taught us the eroticism of being the cuck. I'm just watching it. Yeah, Ben Diamond. There he is, bigger than life. And yet he's like this. Yes, the cook. That's my new position. Yeah, I kind of enjoy watching a gangbang with my wife. That would okay. be great. <laughs> a, no, but no. seriously, no. But I'm saying I wouldn't mind getting into the swinger thing if that if that was of her choice. I'm here to do the swinger thing. <laughs> if anyone would like. Now, is there any swings open? Please let me know. There's some I don't mind pushing some, but some I want to sit in the swing. There's that thing in the corner with the cloth and the chains. These are very lovely uh, cigars that I'm going to be enjoying over my break. I got a beautiful card in Marlboro Reds, which is nice. Uh, this cigar that she got for me, the world famous Opus X, at the place I go, they will only sell you two. Why? Uh, because there's such demand, they have to kind of promise them out. And then she says a fistful. Janice has been going to the store every... She's too nice, and I beg her not to send stuff. Certainly not to waste money on um, cigarettes for you, Higgs. She shouldn't. She really shouldn't. And it's a Chicago Cubs jacket. I'm not sure if it's for Fez or Pips. But could, I, mean, I guess it's for Fez, since Pips doesn't have a card, but Fez does. Fez? Fez. Fez. It's <laughs> a nice jacket. It's really nice. Um, by or, jacket, this is a game jersey. Oh, game jersey. How do you not <laughs> I know? I thought it was long <laughs> How do you not know what a game jersey is? All right, this has got to stop here.
Uh, do we um, sign up our stuff for Queen Elizabeth? Oh, yeah, I have, to, I have the shirt right here for everyone to sign. Well, let's do it now, because yesterday you let me leave without doing it. It's going to be fun to sign. Uh, we uh, got in a debate about this, because something got put up on the iBang before. Uh, we could do it in a Terabang, an Terabang question here for everyone. But, because somebody had put up a post, one of you kids said, naked pictures of... And I forget who it was. I don't think it was me. And there were some complaints because it was a naked, but not the nipple. It was the rest of the breasts, but not the nipple. So my question was, to most people, what makes someone naked? Are you not naked if you're covering your nipples? Um, no, you're technically naked, but you're not nude? I think there's a difference. Okay. Alright, this is an interesting point. And anyone who, who wants to join in on this, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ So now we went from what is naked to forget naked, nude according to Mr. Hicks. Nude. Alright, I'll give you this. If it's a side shot, yeah. so you see the woman's uh, ass, but from the side... Is that also naked but not nude? Yeah, because you're only seeing, you're not seeing any naughty, real naughty bits, you know what I'm saying? So. And you see a nipple, maybe a, excuse my language, slit. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's disgusting. But that, but let's say with the ass, you yeah. have to see the ass cleft? Yeah, not yeah. the side of, no, side of the it's ass. Just a side ass. No, no, <laughs> no, thank side you. Ass. That's, that that's, is, and side boob does not count. Because I'm not seeing nipple. Full. Yeah, I got to see that So nip. your real interest, yeah. you would be just as happy seeing a, a, a centerfold who was wearing a sweater, but the nipple area was cut out. Hot. And just her nipples. Was, you're like, this, she's now she's nude? Because yeah. I don't think that would be nude either. It's fucking hot. That, is what that is. But that's not technically nude. Yeah, the nude has to be no clothing. And you can see the I, nipple. I am now, I'm inventing something I call the reverse pasty, which <laughs> everything else will be covered but the nipple. Uh, I see you, Paul, looking at me. I have a feeling that you're going to say something that just doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, well, do here's, have an here's my problem. I have a lot of opinions on it. First of all, there are technical rules for television as far as the nipple and, as you say, the various holes or entries of, of a person's body. But I, I, I get into a weird thing, too, with skirts. I always never understood the whole thing with skirts. And clearly, when you see people with really short skirts and they're sitting down in the subway or wherever, it's like you basically see everything a lot of times. And uh, I... I kind of wonder what that's all about in my own mind. All right, so you see a skirt that is so tight. I'm not even talking tight. I'm talking when they're sitting down. You know, if they sat there with their legs slightly apart, or even if they don't, even if they've got their legs crossed, it's very, very revealing in my mind. All right, so your thing is it's, if it's tight, well, I don't, I don't understand. Well, I'm, I'm thinking, it, I mean, as far as nudity in television, for instance, nipples are a big deal. If you see the nipple, that's it. Nothing could be bigger than a nipple. That is, that is a technical rule, I believe. Ridiculous. 
this if you went to the censors. And yet, to go back, it would not be satisfying to just see a nipple for someone. You would need to see the breast itself. If you said, look, uh, I've got all nude girls, and they were wearing sweaters with just the nipple area cut out, you would say this place is unpleasant. I find a side boob shot without the nipple, especially a nice breast... From an accident? <laughs> no, not from an accident. Just uh, watching that from the side is probably more exciting. All right, here's Chris in Ohio. Chris, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, I heard uh, Penn Gillette say once that you're not naked unless I can see your asshole. So I think that's a, a fairly decent I standard think to use. Penn is very extreme with that <laughs> point of view. I mean, I can understand his interest, <laughs> but I really think that that's not going to be a legal defining yeah, moment of that. your honor I swear to you no one can see my asshole <laughs> I don't know why I was arrested alright 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ our own sweet Molly is here today we're going to check with her we're going to check with Pips obviously classic Shelb Molly for you what constitutes nudity or nakedness I go back to the expression full frontal nudity. Okay. So I think, like, nudity would be, like, completely unclothed from the front. Wow, you want a dead-on shot before, <laughs> if it's an ass shot, I no. just want to clarify, this yeah. is not what I want. No, but I'm saying <laughs> this is what you are going to make the legal term for. Yes. Wow, she's all but an x-ray. She, like, some <laughs> people are like, I've got to see clavicle before I'm really completely turned on. This is up on the Interabang uh, as the Interabang question today. And maybe we can do a bunch of these and try to get to know each other a little bit. But let's check with Pips. Pips, how you doing, my friend? Doing all right. How you doing, Ron? Um, glad to hear that you're well, particularly after I heard the auto news that... Sickness is going around in a horrible way. You're somebody that falls into a place of perversion. Am I right? <laughs> sure. I mean, you sure. give off, and I don't want to just say a creepy vibe, but an uncomfortable vibe. I, great vibe. I, I offer sandwiches, and people take that the wrong way. Dana thought that you tried to rape her. She yeah. took it the right way. Um, <laughs> what constitutes uh, nakedness for you? You have to see skin plus a nipple or a slit, as Pepper said. <laughs> I wish we'd just come up with a different term. Vagina. Vagina. <laughs> you have to have both. It can't be one of the others. All right, now, you say that, but there are a lot of things that are considered nude where because the woman is unshaven... Mm. It's uh, safe. If people can see that pubic hair, yes, if you will, I think. they feel somewhat comfortable. I think it. a nice... Uh, a lot of hair in that area then becomes interesting because it's so rare in this day and age. I honestly feel <laughs> like I'm in the most disgusting 12-step program that exists. The one for kid touchers. You, I don't want, seriously. And the joy and big vein scariness of your forehead right now. That I know that if I opened the trunk of your car, I would I would smell dead toddlers. It's 
a common fact that everyone shaves. Yeah, but here's the thing. You are... You remember the bad guy at the beginning of Sling Blade? Oh, yeah. Would go on and on talking to him? <laughs> That's Paul O. Have um, you ever had anyone shave you? Here is... Um, <laughs> Kevin, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. I hate to admit it, but Paul O kind of has a, a fact... Uh, it's proven that if you cover up just a little bit of it and you can't see it all, it's twice as erotic. Well, it is proven. It, it would be up to each person. There's Personal no, taste. Yeah, there's no definitive. It's statistically proof. proven. We're just talking. Yeah, you're just talking about what some people like. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as proven. Um, I have a folio. Here is Josh. Josh, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. Yeah. What's up, buddies? Uh, interesting point, just to add to it. Uh, a girl can be almost naked in a bikini. You see no pubes, she's not naked. You never see a girl with that same bikini. If she had a bush, you wouldn't see those pubes. She would be considered naked. Well, but here is the thing. Now, if you go through this, there's a lot more sh- uh, shave. Yeah, there's it's almost... Totally, hair's almost totally eradicated. Yes, because uh, we want to infantile women as much as we can. We want to uh, just make them seem like they're nine, ten years old. That's <laughs> our ma- yeah. That's our main goals. All right, Tommy in New Mexico, you're on the Run of Fed show. Robbie, I love you guys so much. You're the best. Thanks. Uh, re- really quick here, sir. Um, you got to go strip club rules on this. Now, there's two different kinds of strip clubs. There's a topless, which means you're naked from the top up, and there's full nude. So you got to go strip club rules. Full nude means fully nude. It's 100% nude, and then we go back to what we heard from Molly, who, you know, it's sad because she pretty much had to raise herself. Yeah. Her mom was a jet setter. That's <laughs> uh, so quickly. Cold. You said she was somewhat cold. I don't think I said that. And yet yeah. social with strangers. But not maternal. Your mom was not maternal. No, she was maternal. She was mm. maternal, but uh, she doesn't look maternal and doesn't always act maternal. Wow. <laughs> oh, my All right. God. You got a Facebook picture of your mom? Oh, uh, yeah. Just I, have, saw I think pictures. I have a picture on here. Yeah. Okay, great. You had to serve her cocktails and things. Um, <laughs> I will tell you this. When we do, because your, your dad was very, very cool, and we were all thrilled that you thought enough of this place to take bring your dad here uh, after my lunch recommendation yes absolutely we went to the burger joint it was awesome that's great but when your mom comes in i'm gonna give her a piece of my mind no how dare she's a great lady leave that not from not from out here painting this picture yeah this sounds like a sad it's like less than zero this sounds gonna turn out she's been a great mother she's you know She's great. She's mm-hmm. my mom. I love her. I know, but I wish she just had some time for you. Put the wine bottle down for <laughs> yeah. once, huh? Stop, stop social, socializing so much. This is why you have a little bit of a Caribbean accent. You were raised by <laughs> maids and nannies. Wait, I have a Caribbean accent? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Someone told me I had an accent before. That just yeah. shocked me. Yeah. You wow. sound like you're down in the islands. <laughs> my nanny was Filipino. Philippines are an island. You know, my nanny was actually my grandmother, so that's what we would do. Uh, you got the picture? I'm, you uh, I'm getting it up. Sorry. What are you got to do? Try to pull it down from a uh, a magazine, a Vogue, an Italian Vogue? No. <laughs> Lastnightsparty.com is where. Is that yeah. still around? Yeah, it's still around. It's still fun to go. I remember time. when that was a big one. 
All right, here, this is, uh, Larry's giving us the Facebook angle. Larry, go ahead, buddy. Yeah, uh, I like that, uh, you know, Seven group, the Ukrainian group that runs around naked, a uh, female activist. So they're not allowed to show nipple, but they just blot out the nipple, and then, you know, if they're stark naked, which uh, I think is completely naked, they cover out the vagina. So I'm thinking if you show no nipple and no vagina, it's okay, because you know how Facebook, they don't allow nudity, but for the feminine group, they're allowing no nipple and no, you know, vagina blot out. So I think the to work on with that. I, I you know, it, actually, he's under something. It's just with the Japanese pixel. Mm -hmm. What they choose the pixel. Uh, this is your mom with your sister? Yeah. Well, first of all, your mom is really attractive. Thanks. And your sister looks a lot like you. Yeah. So you know that you two have the same dad, which is always <laughs> It's positive. Oh, jeez. Uh, this is what her mom wrote to her on this. What's that? Wishing you the best. <laughs> Great. Uh, when we get the chance to catch up, oh, oh. I'd love to hear what you've been up to for the last four years. Wonderful. What kind of work does your mom do? She teaches uh, how to, people how to do presentations. <sighs> she, on, she should be on this show. we got plenty of people who need to learn. Ugh. Nightmare. Very attractive, her mom, though, huh? She's a looker. Yeah, she's a looker. She's a real looker, that one. Uh, why don't we break here at quarter after uh, at quarter after twelve? Uh, Paulo, this is your last day with us. Uh, this week, yeah. It's unbelievable. So fast. And hopefully, um, I will be rich and famous within weeks. Well, I'm fairly sure that's going to happen. That's good. You know? Particularly it. because you haven't wasted your time writing a script. <laughs> that you just go there, you tell people stuff. That's the point. I, Michael actually wrote this to me. Janice said, sent you Opus X. You mean she didn't send you any of those dry old Don Rigo cigars? Remember when Dr. Steve was into that? Oh, yeah, he was real big in Don Rigo. This was like, these were like smoking vampires where they would just come across. If they hit the sunlight, hit these cigars at all. The flame. They, would, yeah, <laughs> they would just turn into dust. <laughs> um, Jim, Pennsylvania, you're on the Run and Fence show. Hey, guys. Hey. I, uh, the uh, the movies they show on uh, late night TV on Showtime and everything they're they're only rated TVMA for nudity sexual content because they don't show penetration they can show everything else on the woman but they can't show as uh, Hicks said the split okay. or uh, a guy's it. penis just cut that out. Uh, the Skinamax is yeah. what he's talking about yeah as long as it's flaccid that's the important thing <laughs> that's important for you Paul. <laughs> I don't believe they show flaccid penis on Cinemax stuff. Mm, but in, in the films, uh, it, if it's a flaccid penis, it's an R. An erect penis, it's an X. That's across the board. Yeah, they, they just have no time for that. And there's there. only a little bit of... Uh, you, you can show a flaccid penis like in a shower or coming out of the shower, but if it's extended bed scene, they're like, no, this is... <laughs> Just disgusting. Uh, 
Now, if you wanted to take a drill and drill into the person's eyes, yeah. that's fine. And eat their brain. Yeah, that is okay. <laughs> Cut a torture, okay. Cut a cow in half. There was, uh, oh shit. Jesus Christ. I did not know. Dr. Steve was listening, <laughs> and he wrote, he was a nice guy about Don Riga. He was a very nice man who made an extremely dry cigar. Athens, <laughs> you know? Whatever. What are you going to do? If you smoked one of those cigars, you it, it was the same as having the flu. You had to... Replenish. If antibiotics came with every morning. Yeah, you you had to. Uh, what is it when they put the thing, IV? Yeah, they they. Yeah, I would have to put an IV as I lit the cigar. Gatorade helps. All right, come on, Paulo. <laughs> he, he was a good dude. He's you, a nice man. Look what you've done. You shitting all over look doesn't help anything. Done. What the fuck? You third rock from the sun looking son of a bitch. <laughs> I look like Jane Curtin. <laughs> How's Jane doing? She's so good. She was on that show for uh, that was on that they canceled. I think it was. She was on that show that was on. I saw on the television screen. Unforgettable. I think it was. Yeah, there. I've got my TV guide with me right now, <laughs> and I circle all the programs I like to watch. Big Brother last night. We had a great time. With the fest, it was, yeah. it was exciting. Seems like he's still hung over today. He hasn't said a word. <laughs> he's excited. Uh, he's pointing to heaven. I swear to God, he was so excited about Big Brother last night. Without you, it's the, you're the <laughs> only connection I have to what he actually is like. It's great to hear these things because yeah, I, I know. wouldn't know otherwise. He we went on and on and on, and it was a, he he caught me caught up in the excitement of it. I was never a Big Brother fan. Now I'm a, I'm I'm a true believer from my experience last night. Well, we know where his obsessions lie. It was a, and Paulo it, slept through it. I was tired. I missed the end, but I did see the drama. <laughs> well, you were so exhausted from going seeing uh, Jay <laughs> at the Racino. <laughs> yeah, we will go. It's a done deal. I heard. <laughs> I'm well. You got the memos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get to hear all the uncomfortability. <laughs> Oh man, awesome. Yeah. You can lock me up, but you can't keep me up. <laughs> I cover the waterfront. 212 is my fucking town. All right? Well, we would love you to go with us tonight as we go see Crispin Glover. Hmm. I had Crispin Glover on the show before. <laughs> I love him. He's the craziest man on the planet. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you're having a lovely, lovely time. It's a getaway for Paul. Yeah, it is. And then he goes out to L.A., finds out how much of his of his money, his partner. Holy shit, dude. Your partner is out in L.A. spending your money. We are like this. However you want to... We are every... Does he, does he kiss you when he's done fucking you like this? Or is that Fuck. it? There's, oh, there's some rubbing. Where's your kiss? Where's your kiss? Inside or out? All right. Oh, Come just, on, Doma. Even no. though you didn't hear it on this program, Domo was fucking passed or something. That was, it's good, though, right? For, for yeah, all right. it's good for everybody. Right. Um, they get all the benefits now. That's what it's all about, money. <laughs> it is. I can get some money. Good. And, and we why, shall overcome. Why shouldn't the 
you know, that shouldn't happen with everyone. What are you, the lawyer? It's already done. It's already <laughs> passed. It the years happened. of suffering that went by. And finally, finally, after all the suffering. Yeah, it's all come together. Uh, Tom, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hi. Yeah, Paul has mentioned Big Brother a couple of times now. Very disappointing that um, they moved Big Brother After Dark from Cinemax over to TV Guide Network, and it's all censored now. There's no point even watching it. Get the fuck, really? Well, I thought it was on Showtime. No, no, no it's on uh, um, it's TV Guide Network. It's 2013, network, they, dude. I feel fucking crazy. It's fucking hammer time. Big disappointment. No, you don't have to watch. Well, they got booted off Showtime. Showtime 2. Shit. It fucking blows anyway. There's four people from Texas. All they've hired is models this year. Fuck that. Their modeling pictures are already up everywhere, all over the web. <laughs> Casting people just just they just don't care. They, Some, well, they say they know what they. I guess people want to see because that's why they're doing it. Are you in an argument with yourself? Yeah, or I you want to let somebody else? <laughs> Some of them were amazingly dumb. I just it was like their brains were made of wood, <laughs> and one guy's hair was like something out of a cartoon. You're going to talk about that copper top? <laughs> you seriously have bronzed the top of your white hair. You know what they call that? What? Reverse frosted tips. See, oh. I'm, I'm the coolest of the cool. I thought they called it shiny penny. <laughs> that too. Bing! There's a sniper in them, our hills. Well, Polo... What time you leave it tomorrow? I have to be on the... I believe it's a 10 o'clock flight, something like that. 10 a.m.? Yeah. You're flying L.A. on a prop plane, which I don't think has even been tried since 1958. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually flying TWA. That's why he's so excited. Pan Am. All right, I've been trying to break for fucking 20 minutes, Paul. Sorry. We get back, you're going to... Give us the list of your favorite films. Okay, fine. Mm. Do you have them in the top of your head? I do have the top five. Pretty much, they they, they interchange with each other. Molly, try to guess anything in this top five. Um, I'm gonna say. I really don't know. I guess I don't know them that well. No, no. Well, one does. use your psychic say, powers. How about, uh, <laughs> what's the movie where the guy dances on the piano? That's all of them. <laughs> Were you talking about Michelle Pfeiffer? Is it big? Yeah. Yeah, sure. big. No. Okay. Just because he's big doesn't mean that's <laughs> his favorite thing. I want to give you big, King Kong, <laughs> Harry and the Hendersons, Creature from the Black Lagoon, and The Blob. You know who wrote the score for Creature of the Black Lagoon? Henry Mancini. I found that amazing when I was watching it. Hold on. I just want to... I've been trying to come up with what trivia question will finally kill me. <laughs> and I think I have it. You know, this is a Henry Mancini score. Great. You know, the word Henry Mancini hasn't been spoken in public in decades. It's all part of the Big uh, Panther series. Yeah. <laughs> The Panther is wonderful. <laughs> You're not going to see any uh, films? Are you going to go see the Christmas? Moon River. 
Do you know I saw Andy Williams sing that here? It was great. With just sitting by himself, it was unbelievable. And then, and then he passed away not long after. I know, and Henry Mancini is gone as well. Is he coming back? <laughs> it's been. He might be in there with the Black Lagoon. Oh, you're a racist. <laughs> you're a racist. <laughs> we got a break here. We got a break. When we get back. We'll talk a little more. Paulo's sitting in with us. I gotta talk to Classic Shelb. How are you two kids getting along? Getting along great. Any dating going on? Uh, no, not yet. I want him. This could be your perfect way to get back at your mom. And <laughs> oh just God. say, I know that you wanted me to be somebody that you could show off. Well, look what I've done to you now, Mom. <laughs> this is my fiance, Classic Shelb. And, I don't, and I'm pregnant. <laughs> That would be the perfect thing to say on every first date, would be, I can't believe we're getting married, and when you're making love, to say, I hope I get pregnant. Please don't. I just want to teach, I want to teach a course to women on how to really scare men. <laughs> Honey, I cut a hole in the condom. All right, come on, man. It's disgusting. All right. You need to fucking work like this, Polo? You know, this is at New Orleans, all right? That's the WikiLeaks story, though, I hear. That he put holes in his condoms. Yeah, I don't know. They haven't let him out of a fucking Ecuadorian <laughs> thing in a year. I understand. Just pacing around that fucking We're waiting place. for this condom story. Every one of these guys that... Uh, Every one of these whistleblowers, they just squeeze their life down till it's nothing. Exactly. Yeah, the, make them, it's worse than death what they do to these guys. Snowden is just living in a um, hotel room before you have to go to, through customs in the Russian airport. He's living in the Russian airport? Yeah. Wow. Reverse terminal. And the people are taking odds on um, which country he will end up in, which is nice. Which number one? Um, I'd go to Iceland if I was him. Ecuador. I believe. Yeah, but the U.S. About is it. putting the pressure on. Yeah, no kidding. They're putting the pressure on. You know, they might like take a the... fucking nightmare with this guy. Yeah. They want to poison him. Drone him. Yeah, they want to drone him. <laughs> I was him. I just fucking think a goddamn YouTube. Look, I made everything up. I don't know what I found. <laughs> Uh, this is what I do. I try to get attention. I'll just everyone leave me alone. I want to get out of the Russian airport. It sucks here. Oh, Cuba's 15 to 8 odds. Nice. Cuba's nice if you want to eat octopus every single meal. But he gets duty-free vodka. How long will that make you happy? <laughs> How long can you stay on the gonna, bender for? He's going to run out of money. <laughs> he's probably filling up on Cinnabons. In Russian Cinnabons. I thought those were in every airport. I I have no idea what the Russian airport is like, but it must be heaven. Remember when you said the biggest lie that anybody ever told you was that Russian women were all like huge and unattractive? Mm -hmm. Maybe he's got like a ton of really attractive Russian women to hang out with. That'd be worth. That'd be worth it. If I was him, if I was Snowden, I would say, "Sorry, I tried to make it there, but I got snowed in." And then I would just oh. like like a little smiley face. And then I would put, get it. It's like my name. I'll make America look stupid. Um, here's Charlie. You're on the Run of Fez show. Ronnie B, I got to remind you to go to break. And please follow. Please come back. There is nothing better than making Fez go places 
instead of staying home and watching, you know, 1950s TV. Um, here is uh, Bernard. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what up, Ron? Um, yeah, Mark Sanchez on YouTube. They got him. Uh, they caught him on video. Yeah, it's already but up on the iBank. Got that dog. Higgs found it, and he called the hairband. What did you call it? Mark Sanchez never takes that hairband off. Yeah, but you oh, didn't well, call he the hairband. Oh, well, he took it off this time. <laughs> um, here's, uh, oh, Queen Elizabeth, which I'm still waiting to sign your shirt for you, Queen Elizabeth. Oh, uh, I didn't mean to scorn the um, DVD, but I'd rather have your autograph than Danny Glover. That's very, very nice. That's, nice. That's very nice. <laughs> very complimentary. Um, I have a, a show idea for Paul O. Oh. Lovely. I think that him and Fez should get a reality show and just okay. follow the two of them around. I would never, ever, ever stop well, watching it. Fez won't let me film him for my uh, for my documentary. How I much? Mean, um... I want to see him doing, you know, uh, touch ups on <laughs> Polo's hair. I would love that. And just watching TV shows and and whatever they do. Miss, I, I want to see them at the Racino. Do you know what Fez did to me once, ma'am? He massaged my scalp. And without telling me, work. We need black he used Nair. <laughs> do you have any idea what that was like, ma'am? It was I was livid. <laughs> Who, who's the big spoon when you sleep over? That's I don't want. There's no memo on that, and it's not going to leak out from me. As far as I know, that's secret. But I mean, Fez. I mean, honestly, were you not excited about Big Brother last night? I was thrilled that a new season was starting and trying to pick out who I think is going to win. Personally, I think it's Nick so far. But I mean, I could not. I could not contain the excitement that you felt last night. Somehow you did. You fell asleep. Well, I understand, but I mean, you know, it was it was actually pretty good. Julie Chen, Mrs. Moonbeck. Sign that, uh, Molly. I should sign it. Yeah, everybody's going to sign it. Oh my pop. gosh! All right, we got to finally break. Hicks, let me go. So goddamn late, I couldn't stand it. Uh, it is the Run of Fez show. A lot more to talk about. We'll be right back. And Fez Show on the Open Anthony Channel. Serious XM. <laughs> You've been warned. It's dollarshaveclub.com, dollarshaveclub.com. Make sure you're getting a great shave. There's so many things that you could that go on in your life. Make summer easy with dollarshaveclub.com. That way you're making sure you have razor blades each and every month delivered right to your home. No more bad shaves because you always have a fresh razor. That's dollarshaveclub.com. You can check out their website, see the videos there, and also add to your order when you sign up for dollarshaveclub.com. Get yourself a pack of the One Wipe Charlies. Very, very refreshing. One Wipe Charlies. Add those to your order at dollarshaveclub.com. That way you're just spending a couple bucks a month. You can pick the package that you want with your membership. And for a few bucks a month, you're getting great razor blades sent to your home each and every month. It's dollarshaveclub.com. Dollarshaveclub.com. Join up today at dollarshaveclub.com.
artist of the day, uh, Hicks's all-time favorite, Lenny Kravitz. Can't get enough of him, man. Didn't Dave's w wife work for Lenny Kravitz for a while? I believe, yeah, she was involved in one of his tours. It's very cool. Super cool. Uh, if she would have played her car right, she could have been in Hunger Games right now. She could be Jennifer Lawrence. Which is all I've ever wanted to be. Uh, classic Shelb is here right now. Shelb, did you uh, go down in the hall and see Tina Fey? I didn't. I was on the phone. So I'm a huge fan of hers. You should run down and take a look at her. She's gorgeous. She's doing a town hall meeting. And her and her husband. She's stunning. Oh, she's, yeah, she's stunning and woman. funny. Which is one of the best things in a woman is when a woman's funny. I know not for you, Paulo, because I would do her. That's disgusting. <laughs> that guy like degrades her. Like that's just terrible, Paul. She's sexy and funny. That I think that would be great. <laughs> oh God! Paulo makes everything worse. <laughs> it makes it seedier. That's coming yeah. from me, Paul. Can you imagine? The wild time. I don't. I don't <laughs> want to imagine that. I don't want to imagine you doing anything. <laughs> it's creepy, creep. dude. <laughs> All right, um, Hicks. I got a question for you. I got an interrobang for you, and I think you know what, what I mean when I say an interrobang. I know. I know. What do I mean? A question. That is so excited. Super excited. That has an exclamation point. Both together. Combined. Now, um, if you go over to the entire bang, by the way, you can win some big, big prizes. But this is a uh, this is a question I want to get into a little bit. I don't know if I can do it right now because of the Tina Fey thing. This computer has me cut off oh. from uh, everything, so it's tough for me to keep up. But uh, here's my question: If you go over the NFL, and I know you guys are football fans, right? Yeah. Gigantic football fans. Alright, so Shelb, I'm going to put this one to you. But Hicks, I want you to listen in, because you might want to get part of this. Uh, okay. In the 1960s, the team of the decade would have been the Green Bay Packers. I think they won the first two Super Bowls, and then three championships before that. Y.A. Tittle? The, well, Y.A. Tittle was with the Giants. Okay. <laughs> Bart Starr was with the with the Packers. Now I remember. Uh, the 1970s team of the decade is easy enough. That's the Steelers. Right. They won four championships. Team of the 80s, easy enough. 49. 49ers, they won four championships. Team of the 90s. Cowboys. Three championships. Uh, the last decade, the zeros or aughts would have been the... Pets. They won three championships. It's now 2013. We're about to have the 2014 Super Bowl. Oh. And we have gone 2010 Super Bowl Saints. 2011 Super Bowl Packers. 2012 Super Bowl Giants. 2013 Super Bowl the Ravens. Do you see where I'm going here? We may be setting ourselves up as not even having a fucking team of the decade. Oh, Jesus. I mean, if you turn around and look at that, I'm not sure you would say any of those teams are going to be team of the decade. It may be the point of the team of the decade 
has not even won yet. That's kind of fucking freaked out. Because let's sorry, uh, Saints, they're they're rebuilding too fucking hard, and Breeze ain't getting any younger. I'm gonna put that down right there. Ravens, they have the team left in the, in the goddamn offseason. The Packers seem like they might have been there, but they've fallen off the last couple of years. They got no defense. They like completely and fell apart. Terrible running back problems. I'm gonna put this out on the eye bang, and please call in if you would. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Who will be the team of the decade in football? Or, and this is a high possibility, is this the first decade in NFL history where we will not have a team of the decade? Oh, I don't want to live for that time. I'm predicting the Bucks. Jesus Christ. I know you are, Paula. What the fuck? Fez agrees with you. Um, I mean, let's face it. There was a chance that the Patriots could have been the team of two decades. That didn't work out for them. Too bad, boys. Eli Manning was in your way. Does anybody think that the Ravens are the start of a dynasty? No. Giants? I, I can't. I can't. It's. You know what? Let me tell you something. If the 49ers would have won this... They seem like they might even hang around for a couple years. But as of right now, I don't know if we have a team of the decade. Well, they said the same thing for the Seahawks. They have it. I mean, if, if they could make it, if they win next year, they're young enough to take it home. They're young enough to keep it together. Do you realize that we need somebody within the next five, six years to win three times? <laughs> oh, if they haven't won once yet, yeah. we're going to need a team step up. And all but three Pete. Uh eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Uh it, this is an important question and one for the ages. Oh god, yeah. Who in the hell is going to be the team of the decade? Um Dusty, you're on the Ron and Fez show. How's it going, Ronnie B? Yeah. Uh, I think right now, looking at the NFL, I don't think we have a team of the decade going out there. Um, you look at some of your big-name teams, you look at your Patriots, everything going on with Hernandez right now, they're done. Uh, Steelers, they always had something going on. Roethlisberger ain't getting any younger, and that defense is starting to replace itself. Uh, 49ers might have a chance, but I don't see them putting it together. I just don't think there's anything out there right now. Do you realize how horrible that will be? It's depressing. That we won't have a team of the decade? I feel like I'm on the road. This is like a post-apocalyptic universe. I didn't see it. So in that movie, there yeah. was no teams of the decade? No, there was there basically cannibals of the decade. Uh, so would they have been considered like the best teams, the not cannibals? Like, it's not like a team sport. They were just rolling bands of cannibals. Um, Maybe it's just like new... Salary cap they have that's really not letting. Teams oh, like I agree. I agree. And dominate. if you take a look at the fact that there's a dynasty killers out there called the New York Football <laughs> Giants who don't bother becoming the team of the decade, but doesn't stop somebody else Eli's from being cold. the team of the decade. I'm cold. Scott and PA, you're on the Run of Fez show. 
Hey, guys, there is not but one team that will be guaranteed to be the team of the decade. And that would be the illustrious, the greatest football team of all time, the Washington Redskins, headed up by RG3. Now, they built the team. We got 21 of 22 starters returning. RG3 will be 100%. Uh, this isn't college football talk where you worry about <laughs> returning starters. But here's your only problem, Scott. And yeah. certainly uh, there's a possibility they could be a team in a decade. But that means they've got to win three of the next six. I don't, they're not going to keep fucking RG3 that healthy. They have a great running, great rookie running back or he's going into his second year. But they had no defense. And RG3 is a giant risk. He's a fucking dice roll. Both of his knees are just going to explode on the field, probably. Well, what about his nephews? I want to make sure that you run down the hall and see Tata Toe, just to, just to say her. Well, how adorable. Um, here is uh, Alex. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, how's it going? Hey, I was just going to comment. Is it really that bad that we uh, that we don't have dynasties? I think the unpredictability uh, might be a little bit better. Nobody I, wants to I, watch the big market teams go off all year, you know? You're, first of all, uh, the teams of the decades have never been overly big market teams. Uh, Green Bay has been a team of the decade before. You don't need to be big market. You need greatness because your decade is going to be defined by that era when you think of the 80s you think of the 49ers when you think of the 70s you think of the steel curtain it's good to have a team of the decade it's not, needed and not having one just feels like a wasted decade you need a team of the decade you need a band of the decade you need a sex symbol of the decade decades have to be looked back upon and reflected upon some of these things to be happy that no one could win? A fucking hodgepodge of ten different goddamn teams. I feel and, sick. And, you know, he is, the salary cap has shit all over greatness. So we're really excited about having a bunch of mediocre teams. Um, let's go over here to uh, Jay. Jay, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ronnie Big Leagues. Uh Hey, um, I just think the way that they finished last year was the momentum that they need, and Russell Wilson is a juggernaut. They came, you know, within an inch of going to the championship game. Uh, I think Seattle is the lock. I, I, I mean, they got youth. Uh, you know, Pete Carroll will replenish that team, whatever they need. Uh, you know, they. I would have felt got, a lot better if they would have won last year, though. I would have felt a lot better. You know, let's face it. Uh, Seattle's a possibility. Washington's a possibility. Maybe even Atlanta or Houston are a possibility. I'll give it to Houston over Atlanta. But somebody has to step up and win multiples. Are we going to get to the point where a dynasty is not going to be two in a decade? Never. No, fuck that. That's just whatever. They got two. Is anyone going to get three? I have to hope. Four? We're looking at five years left here. That means somebody who won before is going to have to win two, or somebody else has to win three of the next five years. Cinderella story. We don't have a fucking team of the decade, ladies and gentlemen. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Bob, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, I hate to say it, but I think the, uh, the Broncos are going to be the team of the decade. 
for their elderly quarterback is the ends crew four rings. You know, the, uh, the Broncos actually would have been a possibility if they didn't throw away the game against the Ravens. Yeah, it was a choke job. That was just... choke job, or somebody got a phone call. Count the lights. <laughs> uh, Ronnie, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey guys, how you doing? Um, if we're going by teams that have already won one, I mean, I'm a fan, so I'm a little biased, but I got to go with the Giants. Eli Manning's got another solid five years in him. If they can pull off, I think they could pull off absolutely one within the next five years, maybe two. And they've already the only way they become team of the decade. Hicks has not given them two wins in the decade to become team of the decade. If you look two. back, they've already had two in the past five years. Yeah, but that's not what you go. It starts in 2010. Yeah, yeah it starts in 2010. Ten years. But I don't know. I think they got a young team in place. They got good playmakers on offense. The defense is maybe a good linebacker away from being dominant. Uh, I'd have to give it to the Giants. The Giants already have their place in history for taking out the same team twice in five years. Yeah, the only way that they'll keep winning Super Bowls is if they play the Patriots. <laughs> they do not beat other people for the Super Bowl. Uh, we got a spy report here. Spy report. Spy report. Uh, Steve, you're on the run of face show. Uh, gentlemen, I have a football-related spy report. According to the BostonHerald.com, uh, Aaron Hernandez is now being investigated in two more murders. He's a serial killer? Sounds like it. <laughs> oh, my God. He's being tied to a double murder. Yep. Developing story. Who else did this fucker kill? Uh, He's a Dexter. Developing story. Yeah, all right, so uh, Boston police responded to a call in, back in July last year at 2 a.m. and found three people dead in a car. Two, uh, three bodies, two, two of them were shot to death. Oh. Wow. Let's talk a little football with the Brooklyn Blowhard. Hello, how, are, how are you, my friend? I'm hanging in there, buddy. You know something? Even though this guy's going to the Huskow, I bet Peppa Hicks still drafts him for his fantasy team. Oh, shit. Oh, give me a fucking break. <laughs> it is true. Blow me. He'll be saying, hey, he's going to get out soon. It's good value. Well, let me uh, talk about the subject. That run down and look at Tina and run back up and spy on her. Let me know. Uh, let me know what her hair smells like. Thanks. She does that nice hat. She does that nice commercial for the hair. You yeah, know? her hair looks fantastic when she I saw really her. She does. Listen, salary caps are un-American. Salary caps have destroyed football. Pete Rozelle wanted parity. He got it, and football sucks on his behalf. The salary cap is unconstitutional, in my opinion. But if you're going to pick a franchise that has the potential, I would have to go with the San Francisco 49ers for these reasons. The brain trust, smart coach, smart uh, front office. Good talent on the field, a good young quarterback like Kaepernick, who just missed it. I got a feeling the 49ers are going to be the team that could end up winning maybe at least two championships, possibly three. Other than that, I don't see other teams. I just see teams going backwards. And when Tick says that the, the Saints are rebuilding, what? Since when? I don't know. Did you see last year? Yeah, but they're going to add a few pieces here, but they're not really rebuilding. They're still a quality team. It plays, it's a train wreck. Yeah, because Drew Brees is throwing for 500 yards a game. They have no defense. Gonna have to work and he's not going to be throwing 500, games, uh, 500 yards a game every year. Rebuilding is what I know about because I'm a Jets fan. The Saints rebuilding are not rebuilding. are just fucking trashing this shit all day long. Rebuilding is not happening in New Orleans. They're still going to be a playoff team. However, the San Francisco 49ers will win at least two championships 
possibly three. You can put your money on it. Bet the house. Bet the ranch. And Hicks, don't bet. Don't draft Aaron Hernandez. I am now. I'm going to make it a fucking point of pride. I'm telling you right now. We, I, the more I look at this, the more I think we're not getting a team of the decade. And this is the worst thing ever to happen to NFL films. And, you know, unfortunately, the one thing I really hate is, and, and being a Jet fan, I could see the Patriots bouncing back. Even with all this, these problems, they still manage to put out a good team every year, and, they, and, they're in, and they're in it. And Bill Belichick can make chicken salad out of chicken shit, so I would never rule I out still the Patriots. Need it. Never. Oh, I would. Never, never rule out the Patriots, because they're always there. But the Niners are the team. You can bet on it. The same way you get to bet the Jets are going to win two games this year. All right. Uh, thanks. Have a great weekend, guys. Peace. Uh, Jim, you're on the Run and Fest show. I feel so unprepared following blowers. That guy can fucking talk. Uh, Buccaneers, all the way. They've been rebuilding for 12, 13 years. It's our time. Five Cinder- in a row. Cinderella story. Five in a row. I agree. They're a good young team. Uh, they just. Missing some fucking piece. Well, they they built that. Uh, they built secondary. that city on rock and roll. <laughs> Did you get a good look at her? Yeah. How'd she look? Pretty good, I guess. You tell oh, her Jesus. that you write jokes still. Well, she's asking people asking a bunch of questions about like SNL. Like she hasn't covered that already. But oh, you're rough on the, you're rough on the town hall format, huh? Did you like being on SNL? Who did you like? Jimmy Fallon to read the news with? Was it hard writing sketches? Did you get tired doing your overnight writing jaunts? Is Rachel Dratch nice in person? She is nice in person. She seems like it. She's a sweetheart. Sweetheart of the rodeo, that's what I call her. Paul, you've gotten very quiet on us. I don't want to, you know, I'm kind of curious because I'm a big Regis fan. Doesn't he have a sports show now? No. That didn't come through? Mm-mm. He uh, does Rachel Ray's show once a month. See, because I'd like to know what Regis thinks about this football thing. Notre Dame. He thinks Notre Dame's a beauty in the decade. Yeah, but then I didn't say Yeah, but, you know. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 please. Um, David, you're on the run for the show. David in Connecticut. I'm going to hang up on you. Uh, Chris, you're on the Run and Fest show. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, I think the Seattle Seahawks, for one reason, it's kind of the same reason with San Francisco. Colin Kaepernick and Russell Wilson do not have big, giant, first-round draft pick contract numbers. They're still on their rookie contract. So both of those teams have a crap load of cap space that they could spend on other players. Seattle has got those those defensive backs and a good defense, and it turns out Pete Carroll can break it down a little bit as far as evaluating talent. Pete, Pete, so the I'll only run. problem is Pete Carroll never stays anywhere too long. You know, he keeps fucking moving. He's no man. Um, basically, like, he was... Uh, uh, doing the music man. He's like the guy from the music man. He comes in and fires everyone up and then has to leave. Uh, Russell Wilson, I'm very interested to see what kind of year. Have they figured that fucker out yet? I just don't think you can predict this type of thing because after the Packers won their Super Bowl like a few years ago, I thought, okay, they got it. Team of the decade. Yeah. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers unstoppable. Uh, they may be back next year. 
They could be. They have, they're they're uh, out of all the teams that won. I think they're most possible to be team of the decade. Um, they lost that one dude that went to Miami, their coach. I think that hurt him a lot more than anyone knew. I hate when they start to Brenton to steal the coaching staff. Well, it happens constantly. Yeah. They love it. I'm kind of curious. Is there one player in the NFL that is just unstoppable, that is just like the that every team would want? Uh, Adrian Peterson last year. He was just in here the other day. Yeah. Um, I didn't have a full chance to talk to him because Dave's kid. Yeah. Someone wrote to me and said that the whole thing about the kid getting crazy on the sugar is a myth. And I just disagree Ooh, with we, that. We just did a case study in here. He says that... All that happened was that the kid got more comfortable with us and started to have fun and relaxed. That kid was not relaxed. He was hyper. I don't know if he was hyper, but I think he was just feeling the confidence that sugar can give you. Delicious sugar. When he turned on Catholic Joe, and we haven't seen Joe since then, because uh, he just put the boots to him. He's keeping his head down these days. I think the greatest thing about being a guy is one of the guys is always out. Yeah, but I love kids on the show. It's always like, remember the good old Lene yeah. days? You know, it's always good to have You're kids. You're disgusting. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's fucking pedophile. Bobo. It's not. It's kids on the show talking kids. You should have a kid Whatever out. Whatever happened to Bobo? He's, he just did that great movie last year, that whatever it was with Steve Carell and... Um, you know that he he was great in that movie, The Incredible Burt Wonderstone. No, that wasn't the one. Actually, I was I was still pitching that Steve Carey. I mean, the Jim Carrey movie. But yeah, you're still pitching it because you're just yelling it. That's not a pitch. You have to get in front of someone who could okay things. You had the opportunity last night. You did not make a, a big impact. You came off sounding crazy. I, I thought it was it was a great meeting. I thought everybody was happy. Yeah, it was great. Like, oh, let's laugh at Paul, but you're not going to get greenlit. Um, here is uh, Chris in Indiana. You're on the Run Fez show. Yeah, oh, Paulo talking about kids after he's uh, boarded a few. But, but I, so? I digress there. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> that. That doesn't make you all bad. It was probably the best thing. <laughs> yeah, in hindsight, that's <laughs> probably true. But uh, what I was going to say, you know, with the Colts, we were supposed to be rebuilding here last year. We made the playoffs. Got beat by the eventual champions. I know you hate Indiana, but I do. You got to check it out. I hate your fucking owner. I despise him. I do too. Don't worry, I do too, man. But uh, yeah, you you're definitely a possibility. Uh, all right, here's all we got. Somebody's got to be able to pick out to either somebody who's won one in the last couple of years, or somebody who hasn't won at all needs to win 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018. 2019. How many years does that give us? Six. Six Super Bowls? Right, six years. So, Indiana would need to win half of those Super Bowls uh, or Green Bay comes back and wins two of them. And we're not even going for a 1970s and 1980s dynasty. We're taking this back to a 1990s, <laughs> 90s, 2000s <laughs> dynasty. Just give us fucking three. That's all we're asking for. To be team of the decade. Green Bay sounds a lot better right now. To just grab two. Just grab two Super Bowls instead of fucking six. I'm starting to think it could be an Indiana, a Washington. Uh, too bad the 49ers didn't win last year. We'd probably all act like Kaepernick's they're on the their future. way. Kaepernick's the best fucking thing that ever happened. <laughs> didn't he? He threw an 89 uh, mile an hour fastball yeah. the other night. Yeah, it's Giants game. 
Didn't even look like he was trying like that hard either. So, I mean, who knows? It was a knuckleball. He threw an 89-mile-an-hour knuckleball. He should be a baseball player. He was drafted, I believe. Yeah, he was He was close. Then he uh, chose to make less money. People are always, uh, yeah, and have a shorter <laughs> career. Yeah. People are always shocked by that. But in high school, the best baseball player is a lot of times the best football player, best basketball player. What sports you play in high school? I, was it medicine ball back when you went the Indian funny, clubs? I feel if I were in my prime, I'd be one of those dominating players. Because I did dominatrix. Put, I would be. They there would be a bunch of guys. I would have the ball, and there would be a bunch of guys. Like a sling blade run, like uh, with the kids. They would be holding on to me, and dra- I'd be dragging them to the to the goal line. I could. You act like you're untackable, but I only met one untackable person in my life, <laughs> Kathleen from the Bronx. <laughs> she could not be tackled. I think there are those people out there that can that can sh- roll it, you know, it rolls off their shoulder. They shake it off. You're one of those people. I think so. And yet, life's so hard. For you. <laughs> it is. It is. But that's the incredible forces of the universe. If you could go back in time, what would you tell the young Polo? Kill yourself? <laughs> I would. Would you ever want to go back in time? My, see you in the crib and smother you? My biggest problem is I think I'm always out for the underdog, but I never really thought that the I movie? was. I was the underdog. Yeah. I've always written uh, Rooted for the Overdog. Someone just that's supposed to dominate, I'll pick that as my team. <laughs> they should just clean up in there. This is great. <laughs> it's always a good time. Never sad. Life is wonderful <laughs> when you're the overdog. All right. You guys are overdogs. We're definitely going to beat the shit out of these guys out. It's not even going to be fucking close. You're rich, well-bred. You have the best equipment. Your chicks are fucking phenomenal. I swear to God, you're never going to have a bad day in your whole fucking life. It's like the Nazis won. Take a look around. You're all blonde hair, blue-eyed, and perfect. Now... Let's drink and go in there and easily win. You can do it, that's right. You can do it drunk. It's a joke. I I love the John Good. Right, everyone put caviar in their mouthpiece. So when you're scoring a touchdown, you're enjoying a wealthy snack. Here's a bin of hundred dollar bills that fucking set on fire. You know you want to. Do it. Most of you guys have already fucked your mates. I always remember the John Goodman speech, the young John Goodman from Revenge of the Nerd. Just be quiet. <laughs> Jay, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. Hey. I'm just curious, like, with, uh, looking at what you said, six six more years of, of Super Bowl, does it take away if the teams are spread out that far with yeah. the wins? Say, Green Bay throws another one in here and this, this year, and then three years down the way, they win another one. Does that really constitute a dynasty? It's all we have. We're going to have, we may have a two-year dynasty. We don't know. Uh, never. I, I will never fucking sign We're going to be like, shit. those guys won two Super Bowls and they lost two. So technically, they're a dynasty. Fuck. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like, you got someone who wins in 2000, or 2011, then maybe again in, in 2014, and then maybe way down in 2019. We'll have to give it to them. We'll have no other choice. I mean, look at the Spurs. If they would have won, they would have spread out five wins over 14 years. That's pretty fucking... 
awful. And yet, he would have had five rings. Yeah, fistful. Duncan. But over 14 years. Not exactly like one in five out of seven. You're not going to be seen as dominating. Just some, almost consistent. <laughs> you know, the weird thing is, if you look at basketball, I think that is the best possible sport to prove that the best team has won. There's not an upset over those seven games. It works its way out. If you go at football, you can win and get out. If you look at baseball, here's the problem with that. Your best players are only going to get four attempts a game. You know, yeah. So there is a way that either two of your best players are having a bad time or they're intentionally walking them. And you do look around and go, wait, how did the Cardinals win that year? That's an upset. <laughs> but if you look back at basketball, you very rarely look and see that the best team didn't win that season. Football, who was shoot. picking the fucking Ravens last year? Halfway through the no season, one. they were shit. No one was picking the Ravens. Like the eight seed has beat the one, like... <laughs> Once or twice in the NBA, like they never happens. Yeah, it works out to where it's, there's some fairness. NBA drafts tonight too. But if you Speaking even looked at the years that the Giants won, yeah, they shouldn't won either one of those years. No, the first one they was all on the road, and they they had to play until the last game of the season to get in <laughs> fucking playoffs. And no one was still picking them in that Super Bowl. We're like, what a joke this is. Do you just get hot at the right time in NFL? You have to. MLB. Yeah. you got to get hot at the right time. Uh, Paulo's uh, always hot at the wrong time. Yeah. That's, that's my story. Now, when you fly out to the coast tomorrow, mm. are you praying for a plane crash? No. Absolutely. Well, I it wouldn't hurt. I am I am uh, paid up on my life insurance, so it, everybody wins. Well, who's then. your beneficiary now? I'm splitting it with the 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 wife, and uh, I'm going to give some money to the to the kid out there too. What kid? No, the kid that's not yours. <laughs> no, no, my partner. What the fuck? This fucking guy. He's going to kill you. He's got your his fucking good. I you. need somebody to freaking make put me a, your fucking beneficiary. Well, you got to. You gotta do the work. Most <laughs> <laughs> of the phone at night. You gotta call me every night and you know talk. Hey, gotta... Paul, it's Chris. <laughs> hey, is it, um, is it hot down there? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Chris. I'm so glad you called. No, <laughs> I've been going over some things here. Oh, really? I've got an idea for a superhero. I call him Camel Man. Cool. Now he will keep liquid in a hump on his back. <laughs> what? And how will he fight crime like that? Well, he won't, but he will stay very hydrated. It sounds like a like a freak show than a superhero. Sorry, ball. Chris. I got to go to the other line right now. <laughs> Fuck. Find <laughs> those papers yet? Oh yeah, I'm going to sign them. <laughs> you should sign them now. Sure. Well, I'm on the phone with you. Sure. Now, did you want the whole 100, Thou? <laughs> yes. Great. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I just fucking signed it. I want to go out to the food market. <laughs> okay, and then great. I wanted to go to the old mall. Sure. Do both those fucking things. I don't care. See, but that, I could, I read, I read him. There's no sincerity in his don't, voice. You're not sincere. <laughs> oh, God, of course I am. I can read you from a mile away. 
barely you can so get sincerity. read a motherfucker around goddamn LA. Chris, yeah. would you take me to the flea market? What? I want to get some reading glasses out of an old box <laughs> and see if there's any sneakers in there. <laughs> there's a box of reading glasses I'm dying to go through. I'm in New York. I can't help you with this. Yeah, I've seen you about 15. <laughs> you know, when you want reading glasses, you can go to a various dollar stores, but it's only the Dollar Tree that has the dollar glasses. Chris, did you yeah. get that? Are you writing this down for yeah. my book? It's okay. about how to get dollar glasses. Okay, follow story. Chris, yeah. when the ice cream gets ice on it, it's uh -huh. still okay to eat, right? Um, it doesn't taste as good. I ate two gallons of it. Now, <laughs> it could get sick. <laughs> also, if you could come over and help me, I got my air conditioner in inside out, and the backyard's freezing. <laughs> Also, two colored boys walked by here, and I feel like they might rape me. Don't lock the fucking door then. Is it possible to rape someone in the dick hole? It's possible. You know, actually, the house, I'm living in a mansion now. Did you know that? Yeah, I know. And uh, what Paula, what are you paying for your life insurance? What's it cost you? I think it cost me a grand, a, about nine something a year. Nine something a year to give out money to people you don't care about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fucked up. It's a good life plan. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so certain I'm going to die soon right. that it seems like a stupid way not, you know, not to bet on it. The hair's already dead. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Jesus. I uh, just talked to the, uh, the doctor and my hair passed away a couple of years ago. So I'm bronzing it. You get you, your hair is the same color as your fucking baby shoes, you lunatic. It's, I am living in a mansion. The owner passed away while I was there, and now I'm the only resident. No, you're this, squatting is what you're fucking saying. You're a squatter. The, the daughter says, "No, stay." The daughter. Stay. I talked to the daughter, stay. and she wants me to lay next to the corpse. So saving a little money. The smell. And you sold your house, right? I did the other day, nice. finally. After uh, sold giving, it for a loss. Yes, big loss, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I bought it in 89, I, I, and I lost 14000 from when I bought it in 89. <laughs> too bad. It's the exact opposite of an investment. <laughs> <laughs> but the renters raped me. You, so. you would have saved $14,000 if you walked away. <laughs> They did throw in a box of reading glasses, so it's not all. It's not From the dollar store. <laughs> not the dollar. It's the Dollar Tree. I've got two dollars here. Um, here's Eric in Kentucky. You're on the Run Fed Show. Hey guys, back on the football conversation. I hate to, to break the fun, but uh, you are breaking up our fun. Fucking sucks. That. Fucking what the heck? <laughs> Well, I'm I'm a Bengals fan, so I got the finger on the a the pulse of the AFC North a little bit. But Ronnie, you said nobody picked the Ravens. I remember you picking the Ravens yeah. early in the season. But I was and, getting mocked uh, by fucking Chris Stanley <laughs> and his acolytes. Yeah, well, what does that jinx know? Yeah, that's true. everything. I know plenty, dude. Well, it made me look good because I started paying a little more attention to the Ravens and started picking them, and uh, yeah. We know who's laughing last. Yeah, well done, we know who's laughing last, and isn't that cock fuck? I am. I'm laughing all the time. 
You're laughing at your own fucking problems. Yeah. You're one of those guys who laughs in the back of a fucking cop car. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you and Hernandez. <laughs> I can't believe we killed all those people. They finally found us. How many fucking guys does this kill? He's the Paul O of fucking New England. All right, so the dude in the fucking office park, then the guy that he shot in the face but lived is suing him, and now two more murders from fucking a year ago. He's got like three or four bodies How on How old this. is this guy? 23. How do you put together four fucking murders in, tw in 23 years? And I'm it's sure the steroids, obviously. And how did this guy die that you lived with? Cancer. Hmm. Were you with him when he died? Uh, they, the daughter came the week before he died and, and put, took him off to the hospice. Hmm. You know, but I didn't see much of her before that. Yeah. And now you're just you wandering around that house by yourself. Yeah, exactly. It's a perfect place, though, for my new movie. Mm. What's your new movie about? It, it, the well, Afterlife. My new movie is about a man <laughs> scrounging around a home that he doesn't own, <laughs> shitting in different corners. <laughs> there are various bathrooms in the house. Mm -hmm. That I don't use. <laughs> They're wasted. Lonely Why won't? What about this? You got all that money, right? It's coming to you when you die. Uh -huh. What about you fucking take in a kid like Shelb and maybe Molly, and create your own family? You never had children. But I right? need. It'll take time. I have. They will have to build a bond of trust over time. I need to. It's not. I mean, with family, it's it's a given. That you have a certain level of trust with family, and then you can you can diminish it or you can increase it. A bit. But here we have nothing. We're starting from zero, and he already started. He already's less than zero with the with the remark about my dead hair. <laughs> so why why would I give any more to him? Fuck. You're getting off to a bad fucking start, Paul. Exactly. If you want this kid to be like your son. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Lord, but you know, when Lord. when things are that, I'm one of those parents. Who says, you know, if you don't go and straighten out, get the fuck out. How many of you children <laughs> said that too? <laughs> what the fuck? So your whole thing is you would turn your back on your children. Even though you stayed with those old people who treated you horribly. That's true. Dick. That's true. But you see, the difference is with the old people, they were all infirmed. These kids, they think they're indestructible. All right, send my line. I mean, I can do the cooking if you provide the run-on sentences. <laughs> this fucking kid's hysterical. That fucking kid's funny as shit. Well, Thanks, you did a good one with this one. Like, what then do you, you fought for him too, right? We all fought for him. I didn't. I just here's the way I fought for him. Hey, go fight for that fucking kid. I want him. He sent me a crazy email. Ma, would you and Shelb want to live with Polo? Um, for a time, like for like a like a weekend or something. See, that's if you made it through a weekend, your hair would look just like his. <laughs> <laughs> we have to take shifts, like sleeping <laughs> during the night. <laughs> now, can I ask you something, Polo? Mm. Your dog Einstein is he going to be there as well? <laughs> and are you still working on the flux capacitor? It, you fucking <laughs> Back to the Future professor looking <laughs> asshole. I had a, a beautiful dog Bailey at the other house, and apparently he ran away. And he was so gorgeous, he was probably taken in by a, a lovely family. He was probably adopted by a white family. He was so pretty. <laughs> he he was, could have been a white dog. He had the blonde flowing locks. 
He was gorgeous. Oh my God, you had sex with a dog. <laughs> You're talking about a dog. Yes. Now, you guys never were around for Paulo's. Was it your second wife? No, your first wife that was so crazy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and he was with her. He, She used to beat him up. Really? And yeah, used to eat a lot of drugs. And she went crazy. And for like years, I would only hear her voice on the phone. And then right before she died, Paulo brought her in. And for some unknown reason, she came in wearing a wedding dress. <laughs> I mean, it was just like an old lady in a wedding dress. You couldn't look any crazier. She just came from Bloomingdale. She said, and we had to wait like 40 minutes until she arrived from Bloomingdale's. And that's probably what she bought. And she was just running up all of those expenses on cards and then died on him. That's crazy. <clears throat> yeah, but she, she was She didn't crazy. beat me up because obviously I'd be driving and she would literally claw my arms <laughs> up and down my arms as I'm driving. She, that was when you were at your best. <laughs> That's when you used to be entertaining <laughs> and funny and everyone liked you. I understand. Because, and they were on your side because she was beating you up while you were trying to do your reviews. Right. You would just hear, oh, <laughs> Bruce Willis's ladies, oh! Stop it, She's please. got the phone cord around my neck. You're killing me! <laughs> You're killing me! And then she always accused people of raping her. Like, wherever she went, she came back and said someone attempted a rape. <laughs> wow. It's like every man's fear that just you get on an elevator with some woman, yeah. and when it gets to the first floor, she's yelling, help, rape. Crying. No, she's actually, in certain circumstances, she was very sociable. So every time she was Baker acted, she would become very sociable behind in, in the in the, in the mental institution. <laughs> she would be, and then she'd get out early. You know, instead of three days, it would be a day. Day nice. and a half. Because she they was... believed that you were the problem. <laughs> I'm an enabler. True. We got the uh, song with her? Mm-hmm. Why don't we play it? We haven't played that in a long time, have we? No. There you go. But did, she did hold me back over the years. No, I don't think so. You held yourself back. I was taking care of old people, and uh, I had three crazy people in the house at one time. At one time, you had three crazy people in your head at one time. They haven't left. No, they're still there. <laughs> this is Paulo and his wife. A lot of people who listen to this, please don't take drugs. She's not happy, and she's not. Normal anymore. She's so lonely. She's got no one left to lose. She wants to die before Christmas. You hope to die before Christmas? <laughs> I hope so. She's afraid. I I'm afraid that if, if I die before he will. And I think what's going to happen is he won't care at all. He won't care at all that you're gone. I'm gone. I'm gone. <laughs> I'm gone. He's probably going to commit suicide. If you die first, I probably will commit suicide. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't kill yourself. Commit someone else. Gonna have to kill Paul. 
biggest problem is that she doesn't understand exactly how mentally ill she is. I am not that mentally ill. I have a bipolar disorder. But it's nothing. It's not. A, it's a bipolar I, on top of a schizophrenia. No, so, I'm not schizophrenic, Paul. I'm dual. I'm. Uh, you've heard of what I'm saying. Yes. That's it. The doctor. Dual personality. Yeah, He's you know. You know. I'm not psychotic, Paul. You know, Paul. I see that you're a little. Juiced up in the yeah. eyes right now, mm -hmm. just hearing that. Well, you make you miss your girl. Fear, fear of everything is about her to a, a big degree. I mean, it's all about someone interacting in, it with the afterlife and the dream state and all of that. So, is that you interacting or she is? Do you feel like you still talk to her? Yeah, I mean, I I wish that I had a connection. I mean, I I talk to people all of, all the time who say they have connections, you know, with the uh, other side and see ghosts and you know, see why, visions. Why would see anyone see goats? <laughs> well, and I, and I don't. I mean, I don't feel I have the gift. The, no, I'm not. You don't touched. Eat, yeah, you don't. You can't even have uh, conversations with people in this plane. <laughs> I mean, this plane. And sometimes I get confused. Which is it real? I believe, Paul, that all crazy people go to heaven. I honestly do. Mm. And I think there's a crazy heaven, and that you're going to go there one day, and she's going to claw you. That's right. Well, I mean, that's I'm I'm a big uh, believer in Emanuel Swedenborg, and he's he wrote all those books based on yeah he was a great geologist, and then he wrote at, at 54 he starts writing books about his visit to heaven and hell, and he maps it all out. You all go to these different places. And what did he base this on? Uh, his visits to heaven and hell. How did he get there? Um, it was uh, well, you know. There's this great religion called Ekankar now, which sort of grabs everything from all of the different religions. And you, this is you're, you've kind of think of yourself as a Kankar because I thought that when you came in with the uh, Kankar store, I'm like, <laughs> he's in to something new. You see how fast that is? It's just scary. It's, really, it's fast. Scary. really fast and scary. Uh, but they're into soul travel. Well, and you weren't here when Shelby said his hair died. I that, was, from the booth. that I made us laugh. It's terrible. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why wild. he'll never. Be my son, and the thing I is, want this to be your son and daughter. Didn't come out of your balls, son. <laughs> and and you know that's supposed to endear you to me yeah, because he's an adoptee. You're the world's uh, oldest, I guess, adopted orphan. <laughs> it's true, and I would love to know where my parents are. Uh, probably, probably on that map of hell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I mean, I would love to get into the Akankar religion, where I did. They re you read it, and the basic instruction is: before you go to sleep, you go. <sighs> and then you are ready to go into the Akankar state and soul travel. Mm. So that's what I'm looking for. I'm not even familiar with any of this. These books or this talk, I'm not familiar with it. Yeah, all. they advertise it on the History Channel. Oh, time. then it's got to be <laughs> real. Right? I, th there's nothing funnier to me when people go, I watched a documentary last night on the History Channel. I go, no, you didn't. You watched a fucking fairy tale. No, mermaids are real. Did yeah. you know that? Do you know that Bigfoot was a Nazi? <laughs> I saw this last night. My Not favorite traveling. show is Ancient Aliens. I watched. I wa Ancient it, Aliens. It's like, it's so good awful. to watch it when you're awake or when you're going to sleep. Either mm. one. It doesn't matter. Or while you're asleep, you get the same benefit out of it. I mean... 
Paulo, I saw one of those documentaries, and they were trying to get a picture of you, but you were just going into the woods, and you were looking <laughs> over your shoulder. Oh, that was a Paulo suit. <laughs> but you're mixing. You're mixing. I mean, I'm talking ancient. You're fucking Bigfoot. Is I'm not I'm talking Bigfoot. I'm talking ancient aliens. That's yeah. a serious study. There's huge rocks in various parts of yeah, the... Yeah, how would that have gotten here? How would rocks have gotten here on the planet Earth? <laughs> Can't be proven, okay, dude. Okay, now I got it. Now I got it. Ancient They're aliens. smooth rocks. Yeah. They're very... With very sharp edges. Well, what would be better is that if we were digging something up or somewhere in the bottom of the ocean, we just find this ancient fucking just spacecraft. Mm-hmm. And everyone would go, ah, shit. Paulo, here's some home movies of you that they're putting up right now. This is... Is that me, John Lithgow? Yeah, no, it's when Lithgow let you go in the woods. Get out of here! No one likes you, Paulo! Go away! We don't like you anymore! I'm saying, if you saw a Superman movie, there was an alien spacecraft that's been there for thousands of years. Uh, I don't know, Paul. Lucas and Spielberg, they're all behind this. Yeah. Behind the ancient aliens? Absolutely. Every movie Lucas makes is about ancient aliens. So you think that they try to ease, like the aliens are getting those guys to just tell us some stories, so yeah. we'll be prepared. For exactly. We comes. prepare you slowly, you know, because we wouldn't be able to handle it. Maybe they are ancient aliens. Paulo, would you say... In all your decades of being here on the planet Earth, you found any purpose to life whatsoever? Well, look, there are two things to look at. If you're an atheist, what do you say? You say, oh, I'm going to be a good person, and then I'm going to die, and it's over. Right? That's bullshit. I, I don't have to add, kill me now. Kill me now if that's what it is. If I, there is no continuance. I would love to. <laughs> My problem is that I don't know whether I could use that statement of yours in a court of law. This could turn her name um, in situation. Yeah, we're going to play a, a tape for you where an insane old lady told me to kill her. Yeah, and then the, your beneficiary of your hundred Jesus is like, do it. Do it. He told you to. So, with you, if you found out that there was no afterlife, that would take away all meaning of life. For you. I would agree. But, of course, the sim- well, You would saying you would agree, like I'm stating that, and I'm not. <laughs> okay. I, I, I would go so far to say this. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it make life even more precious? No. If it was finite, because there's only so much no. to experience. No, and the reason why is, is because if... If there is no uh, continuance, then all of this activity that we're doing, whether you're Einstein or Hitler or whoever it is, it's all a waste. It's all a complete waste. It's just. Are you trying to sit here and tell me Hitler wasted his life? (laughs) 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 Huge waste. All of that time in the beer hall. Why is that a waste? Okay. All right, let's say this. There's no afterlife. Are you telling me John Lennon wasted his life writing beautiful music, taking what time he had to exist and to be something, and to actually give something beauty, something of beauty to the but universe? But I think I think the theory behind atheism is 
is wrong. It's, it's stupid, stupid. Anyone, I always say, if you're an agnostic, you're smart. If you're an atheist, you're stupid. And the fact is, is that... <laughs> Always. He always <laughs> I always say that. I want to go back to something I say so much. It's on his business card. All right, so go back to... Tell me why life would have no purpose unless it's infinite. Well, what, I, what I'm basically saying is, is that when you cut that hope out of the equation, which is what, what you're doing, it makes you feel like, okay, I'm dying and then I cease to exist. Who cares? I No one... All right, do, do, how about animals? Do they... Exists forever. Too? Okay, if you want me to lay it out and say we don't know, we literally don't know. You, no one can prove there is no God. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I was saying. <laughs> oh, I can't believe we've been doing this for seven hours, but we're not leaving this room under any circumstance. <laughs> I don't know how you could say though that the only thing that gives anything purpose is that if it lasts for... I would say this. If you really knew for a fact that your life was infinite, mm -hmm. and the only way for it to be infinite would be in both directions, right? Mm. That you would always have to be here. Your soul would have always existed as well as always mm -hmm. going to exist. Mm -hmm. So this life would mean almost nothing. This would be like a wasted moment. It is in a way. The thing I always figure is that this is our physical uh, vacation. It's like we're here to experience these. And is it raining? Is that why it feels so bad? Here <laughs> it's there is a physical. And as you as you say, you know, like when you talk about the Shirley McLean stuff, where she's I don't re remembering past <laughs> lives and things of that nature. Obviously, we don't remember past lives, but apparently, some people maybe. All right. So in a way, now you're saying you're. It's not so much that your soul goes on, but it stays here in other forms. Your soul jumps into other lives. I am saying one simple thing: I don't know, and I am open to every possibility. And I'm looking at all the possibilities, and they're all conflicting. And I don't, uh, I, the person I agree with the least is the person says, I know there's nothing. Well, why wouldn't you also then uh, disagree with the person who goes, I know there's something and here's how it's mapped out? I do disagree with that person. Because you they, disagree with everyone then? I disagree. I need to. I disagree to disagree. I would say. Tomato and tomato. That clearly what I would like is for some supreme being to come down and say, Oh, you idiots! What a mess you've made of this planet! This is how it is. But of course, that's not happened. Yet, but I think if rather than come down, I think just stick his face into the <laughs> atmosphere. <laughs> That's what I would do if I was God. I would just stick my face down every once in a while. Right. And, when, and when you talk about the ancient aliens, obviously... No one does. Well, some people do. <laughs> there are some that are obsessed by it. Not necessarily me, but that even if you believe that theory, which would predate religion and saying, oh, religion comes from these ancient aliens, that doesn't necessarily negate the existence of God because there maybe there are gods over the ancient aliens. I mean... I'm open. Just one of the sixty movie pitches, or is like this. There is actually one that goes. It's twenty thousand BC, mm -hmm. <laughs> and stuff happens back then. There's a fucking movie called right. Ten Thousand BC. Where do, I, where, do I, where do I write the check? This is twice as far back then. Yeah. But what kind of stuff happens? Well, this is prehistory, so we don't know what happened. So I get to I get to make it up. 
Exciting. You do that with anything. Because here's what I don't understand. I want to get back to this one thing I'm feeling like you're lost on. Mm. That life has no purpose unless it founds out. That's like saying if you hear a song, but that song isn't staying you f- with you forever. All right, look at the Sopranos. No or if you meet a girl and you just have one kiss with her, mm-hmm. oh, if that's not the girl that you married and stayed for, that has no purpose. When really so many of those small, tiny things in life, those little moments, yeah. are the most precious things that look we at, have. Look at James Gandolfini. Mm-hmm. He was enjoying his vacation. Within seconds, he's gone. And that's what happened to him on The Sopranos. It went to black. That's what we have to look forward to. But we also can look at James Gandolfini and go, oh, look at the art that he created with his life. Obviously, look at the friendship. Is he looking down on us? Well, he th- lives that on we don't know. Met, like, through his work. Exactly, we don't know. I choose to believe that he's looking down. He's sitting in this room. He's, he's, you know, he's going to go uptown in a little bit and check out the services. But the fact whether he lives on or not doesn't take away from how he lived his if life. If I die in two two minutes after I'm dead, I don't give a fuck what happened. If I don't if I don't continue on. So the your selfishness tells you that the only thing that matters is you. No, what it tells me is is that I choose to believe there is a continued sort of but that's not what let's go back you're saying if you don't go on then nothing has purpose because you don't care about no, other people's experiences. I'm not saying so for you you're a big Elton John fan correct mm, right you're acting like the only value to his music is what it means to you no not to everyone else who's gained from it I think I think the problem is is that most of us don't examine our lives we live them and when they're over we haven't you know we haven't fully appreciated what we were doing it for now i you know i think that the goal of life is to be ready for death so when you're ready for death you have become the best person you can be and then you're ready if that's the case then you're going to live for another thousand years because you are so far from being a good person you might be the worst person i've ever met it's not true and i'm not and i just don't mean the worst dress (laughs) it's not true i thought this was uh, i added a little color I mean, it goes with her orange and the green that she has on, too. What you're wearing is the same thing that you see kids in the Congo wearing. <laughs> T-shirts that have been I sent there from the United States. No one else would wear Undefeated no- Patriot season? <laughs> is that what that fucking says? That's basically what that is. He's like one of those kids hoping to get fresh water while he wears T-shirts sent to him from and the I mean, States. Truthfully, when you look at human history, it is, it is an endless display of misery. There's got to be more. That is so depressing. But it's the truth. I don't think so. Look around. Look well, if you look at history, having. it is a very depressing. This is a great day, then. <laughs> this is a great day. We are lucky so people hard. in this room. Absolutely. I agree with that. Well, we're not. We're talking with you. <laughs> <laughs> this was a big night for you because you had a roof over your head last night. And no one died. <laughs> you know what I consider a good day? Yeah. When I don't have to use my AK. <laughs> That's it for me. That's the simple way that I live. And, you know, I I can't imagine people who go through life literally, uh, you know, like a hitman. Can you imagine being the Iceman and killing like 200 Right now I can. (laughs) Staring at you. people. It's a horrible thing on your head. But it's on your head while you're living. Like, that person doesn't 
you know, hate their life because they're going to hell. They hate their life because they're they're killing people like all the time. I think they're just like I'm enjoying myself. You don't <laughs> think that people uh, aren't? I mean, killers. They think about heaven and hell. I think so. I think I saw one of those child killers in like Uganda wearing that shirt. And he had like one flip flop on, and holding a machete. See, how am I supposed to let him be my son? <laughs> uh, I want him to get the fuck out of the house right now. Get out of the fucking house. You're out of the will. Out of the will. Let me get my Xbox. <laughs> uh, here's Tommy in Indiana. You're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Paulo. Yes, sir. Hey, do you believe in unicorns because you can't disprove them? Um, there's nothing saying that they didn't exist. And no, I mean, the nature sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, why not believe in everything since you can't disprove everything? Well, I mean, you're saying unicorns, for an example. The, the, the variety of biology on this planet is endless. I'm, I'm Do you believe that there's a teapot on the other side of the moon that you can't see but is there because you can't disprove it? There could be a lot of things on the other side no, of the no, moon. Paulo, that's not the way life works. Transformers 3. I, I love the fact that Tommy tried to call here and talk logic with Paulo. Talk about being insane. True. Fair enough. No, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sure there could be unicorns everywhere. No. <laughs> okay, fine. It's fine to say there's science and science has so much facts that it could go, but I think we know 0.1% of knowledge and science, you know, pretends that it knows everything. Not at all. Anyone who says that probably has never read any of the books. I, you I, never will hear people in science saying we know everything. Uh, there are those that will. None. That there are there those. Are none. The the normal, the normal uh, battle is between science and religion because they feel they're on opposite ends. It's a one-sided battle. You never hear science sitting around. All science ever says is don't fuck with our science. Uh, here are the facts. Follow along. But you never see scientists outside of a church fucking bitching and yelling and throwing rocks at them. They don't pay any attention. When you hear people saying scientists hate religion, they don't. They talk about that the way they would talk about any bad science. They'll just say, look, what you're saying can't be proved. What you're stating is fact can't be proved. And they do that to each other all the time. I see... There are many, many people out there, and there are many scientists, and I hear some scientists who will categorically say it's ridiculous to believe this. It's ridiculous. And I, and I, I don't, I, I understand that that's the correct way to approach science is that we don't know. We know this much, and we know we're constantly revising our thinking, and that's the correct way to approach it. I agree with you 100%, but I don't always see that, truthfully. I don't think you see anything. I do. I see, I, I see a lot of, uh, Scientists making categorical statements. Well, fine. Give us one. There are no unicorns. <laughs> you are, there are no two points. You are the only one now who has brought science and religion together to say what you are saying is ridiculous. But Pope would say that you're dumb. And so would Neil deGrasse Tyson. But I mean, if we know the nature of, of biology on this planet, let alone that there is potentially seeds of our biology throughout the entire universe. I think that one day there may be a unicorn because science will make a funny unicorn for us. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, I mean, we see an endless variety on this planet. And, uh... I, Most I, of it skeeves us. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Like, we're looking 
at for like stuff in the on in the universe, but most of the stuff that we find here just like oh, it is. It's amazing. God, that's Sex. disgusting. Slugs? No. And to make fun of big I don't even like looking at most mammals roast me up. <laughs> There's a, a thing up on the iBank today that I'm very proud of that chimps can't throw baseballs. It just makes me feel like we're so much better than them. <laughs> They have well, zero control. Watch them. I mean, there's just nothing. If if you're in a, a baseball game and a chimp is pitching against you, just yell out. Make them throw you strikes the entire time. All right, there's a human being just... Well. I mean, yeah, just on a dot. And then the chimp arm is just this disgusting... Right? Look at it. Oh, stupid chimps. Look at that terrible oh, rag lobbing control. It? Yeah. Well, they just don't have the movement that we have. But in this video, I find this interesting. When we throw a baseball, that snap that when we throw a baseball hard, it's the fastest move that the body makes. Nothing we can do is as fast as that move of us throwing a baseball. I think sometimes when you're like falling asleep and you have a mini dream that you're falling down the stairs and you have like that full body twitch, that's pretty fast also. The that yeah. little thing like, oh, I just felt like I just yeah. fell off a table. No. The second fastest is losing attention during this whole like, last segment over atheism. Wow. Jesus Christ. These are jokes, people. We lighten up. Jesus. I, I'm sorry. He's out of the will. He's out of the will. Dad. <laughs> Don't be weird. Have you ever even held a baby, Polo? Yes. Before mate. you bit into it? <laughs> no. <laughs> There's a picture of me with this tiny, tiny little thing in my in the palm of my hand, practically. Um, here is Mike in Rhode Island. You're on the Run and Fed show. Hey, Ron. Um, let me get your opinion. I try to explain this uh, science, right? You know, support science, and they deal with facts and all that. So let's say they find a fossil, and they say it's uh, 100 million years old, for example. But no human on Earth you know, has been around for any, you know, obviously nothing close to that. How do we, how do those guys have any concept by saying, you know, well, bone fragments and depth? I mean, we, we cannot. Why don't you, why don't, why don't you read that kind of way that they age things so you don't have to sit there and make it up <laughs> off the top of your head? But here's the funny thing about it. Uh, Carbon dating. Yeah, Mike, no one need you to believe in science for it to be true. You can tell me that gravity isn't true and you won't go flying off the planet. You have the opportunity to go through this life as ignorant as you want to, and most of us do. Most of us stay pretty ignorant of stuff. But quite frankly, when you read anything uh, on science, you will see that they're not even in this giant speed to try to turn people onto it. They're just chasing their own curiosity and it's up to us if we want to learn about that or not yeah i mean obviously quantum physics is the most fascinating area of all because they are just going so crazy way out anything that they do now is 10 times crazier than religion i mean and they're talking serious theory uh it's fascinating stuff of course i mean you know multiple dimensions multiple universes string theory all of these things you know, I mean, they talk about us having multiple dimensions with us in them as, as you know, the, the root of time travel and things of that nature. We don't know. 
We don't know any of these things. I love the fact that you will constantly use the term things of that nature. <laughs> and it is such, so ancient. No, you'll never hear it. And you'll use it all the time. It's so funny. And things of that nature. <laughs> time traveling within yourself. You know, stuff like yeah, that. Things of that nature, <laughs> if you will. One of my favorite comic books is Doctor Strange. And he goes to other dimensions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's a wizard that lives in Greenwich Village. See how he, he tied it all together? You know, I mean, he has one doctor I do agree with. Doctor Strange. He's my favorite doctor. Give me a potion, Doctor Strange. You're a fucking amazing man, Polo. You are an amazing man. I can't believe you keep burying wives or getting them sick or whatever you're doing to them. Well, in any case, I have tried through my entire life to help people... And I'm only, I'm one person. I'm only one man. Too bad, huh? Can you imagine an army of you? <laughs> <laughs> if I did. So. Again, the cloning. Well, hopefully, the old saying is right. All crazy people go to hell. Maybe, listen, there are many, many religions. They're all di different and diverging. And I know there's a lot of atheists today. I mean, there's one sitting to my right. Clearly, you're an atheist, right? Uh, that would be correct. See? I mean, it's obvious. I'm All not, I'm going to, I mean, are you an atheist? I'm not. Is it? Good. And I'm just saying. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to see there's a few of us left. Who you actually, know, oh. you forget, a lot of people go to Jew heaven. <laughs> there is no Jew nice. heaven. You Did you know that? Chosen. Did you know that? They just lay underground waiting. <laughs> waiting to be risen again in the bone field. I'd love for there to be, I, I'm actually disappointed there is no Jew heaven. I know you are. And the, and the crazy thing about Buddhism is they're hoping that through their many reincarnations, they will eventually cease to exist. That's the goal. Yeah, that's all of our goals. <laughs> so we can just finally be nothing. Imagine how much better your neck's going to feel. Oh. Oh. Finally got rid of that kink now that I'm nothing. That sucks. That sucks. Why? The best thing you can do on a day off is nothing, right? That's the worst religion always... ever. My God. You, you're getting better and better and you're so happy now Buddha is like the most peaceful here's loving the thing. he he can he uh equates being one with everything as being nothing <laughs> <laughs> i mean clearly molly what is your religion i don't i've got i've like bits and pieces of different religions. okay so it's you're, like you're a molly <laughs> so what do you think happens i think uh I think that when you, I don't think that when you die you're just dead. I think that there's an afterlife, and I think, I don't know if I really believe in hell. That seems kind of contradictory to me because I guess I see God as being, like, ultimately very good. And I agree with you. Thanks. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, so I guess, I, I, but I also am like obviously a huge fan of science. I mean, I, I know it doesn't make any sense. For My new be, daughter. No one. Wouldn't you be somewhat annoyed if you see thought that everyone went to heaven? That you're sitting there and you look over and there's Charlie Manson? Like, what Bullshit. the fuck? But that's I mean, if you looked there the and baby. you saw Hitler, Charlie Manson, Rob Cross, you're like, why did I <laughs> Rob cross? cross? Why did I do it? But that's what I'm good? saying. Like, that, 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 you, exactly what you were saying before that people like Elton John, you know, like. Who? <laughs> are He's in hell for sure. <laughs> and contribute to life on Earth, and and like, you know, it's not about competing with another person to get to heaven. 
Well, forgiveness is a big important thing. So Manson, we have to forgive. Hitler, we have to forgive. We I don't can't have... even forgive you. <laughs> so I, I'm just saying. today's show. But I don't believe we, we will necessarily. <laughs> I, I would forgive Manson before you. Because he doesn't ramble on. I'm sorry. Or maybe it's like people who are bad just die. And then people who are good get to go to heaven. So bad people just uh, cease to exist. Yeah, they just don't get to. They're, or Buddhas themselves. <laughs> And then, but let's face it, you're in heaven. How long before you'd start being annoyed? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's just like when you check into a really nice hotel. When you get there, this is fantastic. You're running around. You're like, oh, look at this. We got a liquor. Wow. Oh, we got a liquor cabinet. <laughs> oh, look at the size of this tub. Look at our view. And with a couple days, you look around. Your fucking shoes are laying around the room. A <laughs> couple days. <You> look, <laughs> a couple of minutes. <laughs> But, you know, wherever you are, you're like, eh, i got to get out of here. I like, think a large part of... When you go to Hawaii, you can't, like, after a while, you're like, i got to get out of Hawaii. I think we, we don't remember our lives that well. I think, at best, we remember little snippets of them from time to time. But I think in the next life, it's just an eternity of every... Se we get to review every second of our lives. Well, that couldn't be more annoying. Well, it, <laughs> unfortunately, that's... Everyone everybody's names all yeah. the time. <laughs> The last thing I want to do is relive fifth grade. <laughs> oh, God, I don't give a shit. But then you'll be in that moment. You'll see everything you ignored before. And it's you get all of that eternity to, to enjoy the beauty I, of this I life. I ignored it for a reason, Paul. <laughs> maybe, maybe... Didn't you have a hot teacher? <laughs> that old fucking bitch hated me. Great, I go to heaven. I have to learn long division now. <laughs> you were but supposed you to, to learn off. it then. <laughs> It's very confusing, though. And, I mean, I could do it as long as I didn't have to show my work. Because then I could go like this. Smart girl, get it all done. Smart girl. I got, we got a smart girl on the show. Where is she? Probably dead. I mean... Um, <laughs> oh, Paul, is it all about Panama City Beach? Is well, that going to be the end of I'm it I'm saying you're, you're going to have those. I think everything that you thought was horrible in life, you will come to realize was beautiful in its own way. Even those moments that were most painful and most unpleasant. Why can't I don't you just think, realize yeah, that in life? I think I, I have realized that in life. I don't think you need an afterlife for that. I uh, think that you learn to cherish the pain of your life the more you mature. I, I agree with that, but I don't think we're ever going in, in these bodies, in, this, in these brains, I don't think we're reaching that level. I think we can get, we can start. I hate that working. you say we like we're all in this together. <laughs> we are. You have to all... understand what a unique fucking brain that you have. <laughs> I understand, and and the fact is, is that uh, most of us uh, die completely unrealized. Just looking at your fucking skull, which reminds me of Jiffy Pop, <laughs> I cannot understand why you think most of us work that I way. I am a human. <laughs> I don't being. think so. Definitely. You are Elephant Man. <laughs> Oh my God. Actually, the elephant man used to pick on him in school. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look at that new kid. All right, Paulo's sitting in with us. Um, here's, uh, here's Dutch on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. How are you? Good. Hey, uh, Paulo, I got a question. I'm going through my service providers. Is Dr. Strange in-network? 
because I can't see if he takes if he's a PPO plan. If you know Doctor Strange's history, he was a great surgeon, and then he had many tragedies in his life, and then he took himself out of the network. So it's it's one of those things you have to hunt down Doctor Strange for true knowledge. Okay, so, so in other words, Aetna won't take him. No, I, he's out no, of the network for it's me. up to you, sir. Make the journey. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> You don't take any shit, huh, big man? I'm saying, if you if you're gonna rely on a on HMOs, you realize I'm just sitting here today watching your whiskers grow. <laughs> that I don't know what has happened, but he's needed to shave now, and he didn't half an hour ago. <laughs> he's aging faster than everyone else. <laughs> How are you doing this? You're fucking living in time lapse. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Keith, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Run of uh pretty interesting uh, conversation today. You're drunk. I got a question for Paulo. Yes, sir. Yeah. Hey, uh, I, um, I'm kind of on the same page with you as far as you know, quantum physics, string theory, even the law of attraction, but I could swear that I, a, a couple of months ago, I woke up at 2 o'clock in the morning, and I tuned into this late-night radio show, and you were on. I mean, was that true? I mean, were you promoting something? With, no. Uh, uh, but, I mean, there are a lot of late-night guys on those shows, and, and they do talk that stuff. I don't get to listen to that show m uh, much, but... Uh, that it's, show? What show? The, the, the Coast to Coast. It's Coast to Coast. Is that with, still uh, on? With yeah, sure. No, Art Bell's retired. I could swear that George Nori, he, he, had, he said, Paulo, and you were talking about life after death, and sort of the same things you were talking about today. I just... It was kind the of ironic. The truth is out you? there, sir. <laughs> <laughs> the truth is out. There. He's doing the X Files thing and feeling like that's wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Paulo. Didn't I once see you coming out of a seashell down at the beach? <laughs> <laughs> you fucking blob of a person. Jesus Christ! I you're think nice. I'm handsome. I think no, I've no, got I'm a good I'm figure. Talking, I was talking about your brain. Okay. <laughs> Oh, did you guys ever see any of the tattoos we put on him? No. Yeah, Paul, strip down so right, they can check down. out. Let's see. What well, first of all, let's go. This is when Tupac killed <laughs> and Biggie died. <laughs> we put say? that on it on him. Yeah, you now I look like Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> yeah. What does it say there on your belly? Twato. Oh, Twato. Well, you don't even want to know about. <laughs> but then it says Thug Life. Thug life. Uh, Who did that to you? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the eye on the Too back of his <laughs> together forever, yeah. and then the eye w on the back, uh, and then there's his nice boy Battery band tour. Boys. What the hell? Ninety eight degrees, <laughs> and what? But those guys are all Insane. touring together yeah. now, which yeah. is weird. Yep. This summer, I heard some. But Nick turn around got some so we can see this. We did, did this to him when we were all gacked up one night with the eye on the back <laughs> because. Oh God, that's disgusting. <laughs> Um, but we were acting like we need somebody with the eye on the back of their head. And for some reason, we thought that was the funniest thing in the world. All fucking whacked out. Yeah, we were just... Well, Those were the days, huh? Mm. That's why I want to make the documentary, sir. But what are we waiting for? I, uh, I, he's afraid... You know, the man, Fez, is afraid to be on camera. Why? I don't, you heard him. He's, I think he thinks you don't want him to do it. What is he basing that on? Uh, I think we talked about it yesterday, and you know, you said I'm not cooperating. I said I understand. Well, that. I don't want a documentary about me, but you yeah, know, yeah, could you I, do a documentary about him? It's up to yeah, him. Yeah, look, I mean, I have the camera in the bag. I was going to try, but every time I actually was going to bring it out during the restaurant last night, and he said, "No, I don't want to be filmed, Paul." 
He, that's when I see his real his his hackles raise right away. What do you mean hackles? His the hairs on his back of his. I mean, he gets or, uh, or the hackles, <laughs> the hairs on the back of your neck. I don't know. It's what it's it's what he seems to get his his dander up. <laughs> hackles is the right word. So you thought that would have made a great documentary last night. Here's the thing: you got to do as a documentary filmmaker. You got to shoot, my friend. Mm -hmm. You can't be worried if. If they feel unpleasant well, about it. Well, I got the camera in the bag, but I'm afraid. I'm afraid. You know, I mean, at least document. At least I want a, a definite no. That no, I'm not going to. You know, get cooperation. That's that's. Put the camera down now. <laughs> Put it down. Here, give me the camera. Okay. Is this your job? No, this is not a job. He doesn't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> he lives a life of fucking fantasy. He's never really worked, have you, Paul? Yes, I've always well, worked. Well, there was a thing, Paul O, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give away this story on him years ago, that you worked in a kid's... Yes. Like, what was it, like a penitentiary for kids? Yeah. And Judy. one of the other guys was molesting kids, and they called Paul O in to talk to him. He goes, look, I'm not a squealer. That's not the game I play. <laughs> a kid was molested. Oh but Paul Lowe said, look, there's one thing in life. I don't squeeze him. <laughs> I, yeah. And you were adamant about it. Look, part of the, part of the training that you get is uh, to takedowns. You know, and, and, and they kind of have an attitude that you do the takedowns on a religious basis, and then the, you get any shit, they get the takedown. Right. What's a takedown? What where, you, where you take a child down, throw them down on the ground. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's a, a, a common control method. So, you, you know, things are always on a certain certain level. Mm -hmm. And I never felt that was necessary, personally. I never put my hands on kids. What I would do is I'd put my face up in someone's face. And I'd and say, do what? And I'd say, make out with them. <laughs> not fall. I'd say, listen, are you going to change your attitude or your behavior? You want to leave here today? Because I'm basically asking... Yeah, I want to leave penitentiary. Right. I'm asking him to make a move on me. If he makes a move on me, then I have full rights mm -hmm. in, you know, to protect myself to do whatever I want. And they can just hold him down Even and sexual. fuck him or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, but I'm ne I was never a big fan of the common takedowns. And, you know, and it happened all the time. So it, some sometimes it, you'd have to give interviews to the police and this stuff. This is what, uh, what Paul him? was most like. Um, Kevin Bacon and sleepers. <laughs> and one day, oh, these no. kids are going to grow up and come looking at them. <laughs> you should have ordered that other sandwich, but you're never going to get to eat it now because you're going to die for what you did. Again, I was... That scene is my favorite scene in maybe any movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. I like it, too. As, and, and the fact is, is that... Um, I was actually one of the nicest of, of all of them, and that's my biggest problem. But well, one, the others were molesting them, and then you would not, not steal on the molesters. Uh, believe me, there were no molestings. I, but I did think there was an excessive use of force mm -hmm. in many cases. Sexual force. Look what it is. This is our friend Janice from Chicago. Hi, Brandy. Sweetie, please don't send us any more no wonderful more. presents like this. I thought I took it down a notch. <laughs> oh, my God, please. Well, I mean, if you, I mean, okay, sorry. <laughs> it's too much. Um, sorry. I was actually calling to say I just love Shelby. <laughs> we all love Shelby. That's great to hear. What is it that you love about classic Shelbs? <laughs> just uh, his sense of humor, and he's just hilarious. I think he's a horrible <laughs> child. <laughs> I think, and, and they're uh, both doing a great job. Yeah, they are doing a great job. 
Thanks. Even though I feel bad, see, I've neglected them, and now I purposely didn't send... I'm going to give each of them one of these cigars. <laughs> and that's, that's why they're so warped now, because you've neglected to stop it, Paul. Uh, You're too nice. You could send me some food. I'm getting kind of hungry. Like it, Paul's hair is reminding me of the Milky Way I ate. Like, right? <laughs> he's, he's, he's pushing me away. Janice. This is like he's a little ball buster. He is a, not a nice person. It's hilarious. <laughs> well, thank you so much. No, and, thanks. Uh, and please, I, I can't wait to read this. I'm going to really oh, go through it. Oh, my... my. <laughs> this novel that you wrote as a letter to me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the card's well, is lovely. Uh, uh, yeah, it is. This is uh, old-fashioned, like, you really have nice stuff to use. Classy. Yeah. <laughs> Stationary. We're going to turn well, it into a you know, play. I'm a, postal, I'm a postal geek, so I want to single-handedly save the postal service. I hope you do. <laughs> this letter costs $17. <laughs> Look how nice Mr. Ron Bennington looks. People don't write like that anymore. I'm adapting your letter and turning it into a Kickstarter campaign. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, talk to you later, sweetie. <laughs> Take care. Thanks. Now, last time you were here, you had Fez up and running, gunning, best shows that he's had. Mm. Hasn't happened this time. Well, what happened is I was out with them last night, and it, and everything, we had a great night. I mean, I had a great night. I don't know. Who, I heard. Who's, what does that mean? I mean, I, it was everybody was having a great time. Yeah, and I said, I heard. Oh, okay, but I, I don't know who you heard it from. I have a mole. Okay. <laughs> Bobby Flay? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know. What did you end up ordering? Uh, you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I like your attitude. He's not a stoolie, this kid. <laughs> but how come you don't have him talking on the air like you had last time? Uh, I would love to have him in here, and we're going to get into the Big Brother. Because that, that, you would not believe the level of excitement he had last It's time. a TV show. I understand. Well, what was he saying about the Big Brother? He, he loves that show beyond belief. He was so into it. He was. He had everybody figured out on the show. He had all the characters. He says, "I know this guy. Oh, the Pizza Boy. He's a genius. He's gonna and he's gonna win the special HHO and all of this stuff." I mean, I had no clue what he was H -H talking. HHO. Yeah, it's like the first competition. Oh, you never want to win the first competition because that puts a, a target on your back. All this stuff. I mean, uh -huh. I was like enthralled. Well, sure. <laughs> sure. They're talking about it on uh, Entertainment Weekly Radio right now, if you want to. Uh, walk around the, the corner. See? Like, uh, well, you know what he's telling you to do? Go get your fucking shine box. Yeah. It's <laughs> okay, shoe sign boy. You know, maybe he better watch out because I might put a pillow over his face. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Why don't you show us, show us a takedown? Get in his face. Terrified. Yeah. Look at this get, guy. Get, He's get, 27 pounds. But just get in his face like you normally would, just so we could get a... All right. Yeah, go ahead. I don't want to see this. Yeah. All right. This is fucked up. I'm afraid. I hate this place, Mr. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Why are you acting like this? Why? Why can't you act like the other kids in this house? I was touched as a kid by you, I think. Is that any way? I mean, that's not a nice thing to say. Are you trying to make a move on me? No. Uh, what? You don't even make sense of this. 
That was scary. Yeah. I mean, it was a little scary. But I mean, clearly, he knows in this friendly atmosphere. Are I'm not you gonna... combing your hair with Wonder Bread? <laughs> I mean, it's amazing how it looks. <laughs> Look, I'm a, I'm traveling right yeah. now. I'm not thoroughly up on my my hygiene products. <laughs> Your Twitter you quotes page is going to be like 50% I hope about they, his hair. I hope they pay attention. I don't know. It doesn't I mean, seem like if I had a nice job as much as they used to. Brill cream uh, or something of that. Little dabble, do you? Exactly. Well, well call Fez in here. I want to hear right, why I he's... I do, too. You, can just, you don't have to go in there. <laughs> there's he there's knows. Hello? Yeah, the there's a mic. Where are Fez? So he's like a nut at his house for Big Brother, and he just talks about it. And, that, and he got mad at me because I fell asleep. And I was, I'm sorry. I did enjoy the show, but I, I was tired. I'm, uh, I find this like almost like slightly embarrassing to hear, though. You knew everything about the show. You loved everything it. Everything that you said I said about the show, you heard them say on the show. <laughs> No. You were listening to the uh, to the people talk, not you me. Were, you were talking to me. But you're saying that he's a genius. He he knew everything about the show. He knew everything that was going to happen. But how come he doesn't bring that kind of passion in and say, Oh, guys, I've got to talk about Big Brother today. If you saw him last night, if I were filming him last night, uh, if I could film him, but he wouldn't let me. Tonight, film him. <laughs> film him all night, okay? <laughs> Take him around and film him. We are supposed to go to the Cloisters and go see Crispin Glover, so it is busy. What's Crispin Glover doing? He's got something at the IFC. Uh, I'm not sure. He's been there for a couple of nights, and um, he might be talking about... Uh, is this that uh, movie he does with the special needs kid? Yeah, I think that might have been a couple Dude, of... Dude, he was on my show like four years ago. But he might be talking like an old movie. Maybe he'd be talking about Freaks or some other movie and doing a Q&A on that. It's I, a new film that he's promoting. <laughs> there he goes again. <laughs> You're going to take this? It's a takedown situation. Well, <laughs> I feel like it's broadcast across the the world and the nation. I might be putting myself at risk if I did mm. something. Give it a couple weeks and then come and kill me. We think you're back in Florida. <laughs> exactly. all right, you tell us Fez has all this passion, but he's now he's quiet again. Fez, did you or did you not have a comment about each and every person on that show? Well, I said, well, when I start when they started introducing the people that are in the house, the Big Brother house, I go, well, that's somebody that they're not going to like. That's the girl that everyone's going to turn on and right. hate. Right. And you, who did you 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 picked your favorite right off the bat? Oh, I said the guy, the pizza boy. I go, I like him now because everyone's being mean to him for yeah, no reason. I think, but I think you had a different favorite at the beginning. I mean, I remember I said it was easy to hate that the southern guy with the beard. He was a grouch and a grump. And, and if I were in that house, it would have slapped Hold on, us. a bunch of people want to jump in on this with you. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on, Hold on. more calls. Yeah, you want... You know, look. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. I am here, and I am observing the real Fez. And I saw a lot of passion last night. Well, why does he bring that passion in? Start I would love it. I mean, right now he's battling you, saying he's not passionate, <laughs> and that there was nothing being said last night. He was saying. He says, oh, I know what's going to happen. I know this, the HHO, and all. Is that right? Is that yeah, it? Yeah, it's exactly yes, right. Yes, that's H -H it. Okay. And, you're, and they did a switch last night. All of this stuff excited him. 
and the passion. And I agree. Why isn't it here? Why? Why aren't you? I mean, I, I'm it's, because we must have watched two different shows. I don't think so. Why are you fighting him on this? Why won't you give? Um, because if you're the world's best Big Brother fan, then you should put that out there. See, I don't think I am. And I don't think I really I, you, don't think it's that interesting. You, See, I think you he's put afraid. Him on the spot. I think he's afraid of revealing him. I think he wants he, to hide everything about himself. That's a hard thing to do hide though when you have your own show. I know. And this is I saw it with my own eyes. Passion. Will you tell us? You you were literally like a little girl, giddy like a little girl. You were so happy. Watching Big Brother, and he was so worried because we were worried that we we forgot to record it. Well, I was excited that it recorded. I thought I forgot to set the DVR. But is there something wrong to not be happy and passionate about something? Is that is that a bad thing? Is that a bad thing? Honestly, no, Paul. it's not a bad thing. If you loved it that as much as I saw, is that a bad thing? No, it's not a bad thing, but it wasn't like you I mean, were telling everyone it is. He's angry instead of sharing the joy and passion that he has. I was, it's I, the exact opposite of how you bring other people into your interest. I I was there. He brought me into it because I could but give But why a, won't he do it now? I could give a crap about Big Brother. I've never me watched too. the show. And the fact is, is that he got me excited about it. Well, you got a lot of other people talking. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, totally fell for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the whole point. <laughs> Look, it, it's a, it seem real, and it, you know, carried the, away from them. The, to a certain degree, we're in, inundated with all of this stuff, and this is one thing that I know he does love. Here's uh, Jeremy. You're on the Run and Fez show. You know why uh, Fez doesn't want to come forward and discuss anything about Big Brother on the show? It's because uh, he's just afraid Pepper will do like he always does and just beat him down for something on the show. And then he always gets the interns in on it, and they all jump on him. Sure. So, I mean, Shelby's terrible. But that's fine. <laughs> he's awful. That is fine. Um, that's all part of it. So what? That Chris Stanley is going to act like it's stupid. I haven't watched the last couple of seasons of Big Brother. Uh, Charlie, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ronnie, you can hear it in Fez's voice, the way he talks to Paulo. He will never speak that way to you because he's afraid you won't sign with him again. You're his boss, and Paul's his friend or subordinate. And the passion that Fez has talking to Paulo will never show up on the show again. Wow. That one stung, Paul. Well, it, it's a simple fact, is that there is a battle going on inside Fez, I think, right now. And and I think he wants to come out and express himself and do these things. But I think to a certain extent, there is a certain uh, uh, reluctance to share himself. And I, I, I don't know why. I don't know why. I mean, I understand... Look, I part of the reason I wanted to do the documentary is because I understand to a certain extent there's been a lot of casualties. Can I just ask something? I know that you worked in a nut hut for kids. Right. But you come in here and you talk like you're Nurse Ratchet Pussy. <laughs> uh, it ain't fucking happening, Polo. If anything is stuff that you're saying, he's not even commenting on. What makes you think he's got something hidden inside of him? Well, look at the difference. What is it that does he want to I, say? If I had filmed it last night, right. what he did. I would have loved that. Why didn't you get it down? 
tonight. Catch him because I don't think he. I don't think he wants to see people ha- see him be happy and and happy. He was. I little- think it's rude to pull out a camera at the dinner table in a restaurant. I think it would have been perfect though if he's making a documentary about you. The fact he's is, because we don't know who you are. We understand that you're acting one way at your house. You're jumping up and down when the fucking TV goes off. You even said the night before he was going crazy watching Under the Dome. Maybe what I need to do is set up a TV in here and let him, you know, put him in a kiddie pool. Let him watch and clap and have a good time. There's lots of things that are going on in life, in society, and in the culture. And all of it can has a place. Look, two colors. One blame Chris Stanley. Which I put my blame there. I do. And the other one the uh, blamed me, which I find to be misguided. <laughs> Here's what I want everyone Completely to do. Completely idiotic. Statement. Hand out pieces of paper. <laughs> okay. And this will all be secret. And everyone write down who they, <laughs> they think is responsible. Now, I won't be here tomorrow, but we're gonna, we've got a big night going on tonight. We've got two things going on. That's exciting, and 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 a lot of things that he's not done, uh, you know, that I think he could express, and I won't be here to make him express it. You haven't done a great t- job this time. Last time I, you were fucking fantastic. I, I'm here one day so far. You should have stayed a week or two. I understand. I would. I sold my house. I'm available. I don't know if I'm going to be rich next week. I don't know what's going to happen to me. I could be. It looks could pretty a- good that you're going to sell a movie and be rich next week. No, by the way, Leslie wrote in. That she had to take, she went to the dentist and take had to take mes- medication, and Paulo has her confused <laughs> and nauseous. Wait, I have a question. Yeah. What are we writing down on the paper? We're writing down who's responsible, really. Is it Ron or Chris Stanley for the fact that Fez won't express himself in here today? Um, it's only out of you two. Well, you know that's the only two reasons it could be. Okay. <laughs> He's like the fucking greatest guy in the world when him and Paul are hanging out together. And this will be a secret vote. I know his Fez hasn't written his down yet. <laughs> He's waiting. I didn't know if I was eligible to vote. You, we know you're going to write Chris because you're fucking afraid to write anything different and go with the bit. All right. All right. And you got to give an explanation too. I thought it was anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's read these off. Ron. Ron. Shower bench. <laughs> Chris Stanley. I expect that random shower bench entry. Uh, here is um, David. You're on the Ron and Fez show. Yeah, that's why I say I don't think Fezzy breaks it says anything because he doesn't feel like he has to and, and he's a lazy no talent hack hmm. the advice show Polo's here for the advice show with Fez well you're doing your best to cure Fez well obviously Fez has been uh, going through I mean uh, by the way I know I said this is anonymous but you wrote down wrong <laughs> yes, <I did. laughs> Right there. Do you really think it's my fault? I think, I, I mean, clearly, there, uh, in my opinion, there is a simple fact here. As I see one Fez, and he's actually probably angry that I see a joyous, happy Fez. And that wow. he's, 
and that he's angry that I'm revealing that he is a joyous, happy person at times. I disagree with that completely. And I know you, you suffer from some depression and things of that nature. So I don't know if it's you making an effort. And things of that nature. <laughs> I actually have to agree. I think it's not my fault. And, and I... The Advice Show. Welcome to The Advice Show. I, I, th I think the simple fact is that I saw... A very happy person last night and I don't see any reason why he well, can't be a happy person right now why don't I just put big brother on him for him maybe that'll be a way of keeping him busy I but you remember Here's the thing you got to come in here like always and you've known us forever polo and you got to come in here and throw the elbows right it's like you had to do it every fucking place we've ever been Shelby comes in here he takes shit Mom comes in here, she takes shit. Right. Takes, takes it. That's what we do. That's what we do. We go for the joke. And he and Fez knows this. So bust the little balls. That's right. So what I'm saying is... No one takes it serious. Exactly. So then why did you rape my fucking name? <laughs> <laughs> it's all your fault. Is it really? Is that for something? No, it's not your fault. But here's, here's the thing. It is something that Fez realizes in his heart that he knows he needs to do. He needs to be happier all the time. He needs to uh, to just let things roll, roll off, let the punches roll uh, off his shoulder, and not let things get to him, and and get and get to enjoy more different things in life. If if it happens to be Big Brother, fantastic. Um, here is uh, John. How you doing, buddy? Hey, how's it going, man? Good. Like most of Paulo's life, this visit to Fez has been an absolute failure. And tell Shelby to watch out because uh, Paul's killed before. We don't want nothing happening to that kid. There you go. I'm sure Shelby's killed before as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's take a break here. Uh, Fez, anything you want to say before we go to break? I think it's all my fault. I don't think it's Paulo's failure. I don't think it's Ron's failure. The advice or show. Anybody's fault. I think it's my fault. But I saw Happy Fez last night. What are we going to do to get Happy Fez in here? I just have to be able to put screw ups and mistakes behind me. It's I get happy. really stressed out when things start, when they feel like they start going wrong, and then I can't get past it. But you enjoyed the big brother last night, did you? Yes, I did. Yes, you and did. How about at the dinner? He, he had his brother. Yes. He had his best friend, you. Right. And he had... His other best friend. He hopes to be lover, Michael. A, a, a lovely person. Yeah, he is a nice person. Yes. So he must have been at his prime, the three it most was, important people in his life. It was terrific. Him. It was a terrific dinner. And I think his brother couldn't have been nicer. Oh, his brother's great. Uh, we will break. We'll come back. For a lifeboat, and this is one kind of uh, aimed at our youngsters here. The lifeboat is from Jackass. Oh. Who does not get on the lifeboat? Serrano Fez Show. You're enjoying the Ron and Fez Show on Sirius XM's Opie and Anthony channel. More in moments. Driver, don't 
On a Thursday, Polo sitting in with us, and unfortunately, you're leaving tomorrow. Paul. Yes, I feel like I I haven't done enough. You haven't done anything, <laughs> quite frankly. <laughs> done enough. You haven't done a thing. We've had we've had a great time last night, and there was a lot of fun happening. And there's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to leave as early as possible tonight today at like three thirty and get out right out and have a fun evening, mm. nonstop. Uh, tons of passion. Tons of excitement. All right, it's time to play Lifeboat. Attention. Abandon ship. It's time for Lifeboat. We're rolling this. Let's go. I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. Everybody look at me because I'm sailing on a boat. I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. Take a good hard look at the motherfucking boat. I'm on a boat, motherfucker. Take a look at me. Straight floating on. All right, there's our boys. You've noticed this thing, this computer of mine, hasn't even caught up with the iBang yet. Ugh. Yeah. All right, it's time for Lifeboat, and it's Jackass style. Now, there are four people from Jackass that we're going to be doing, but only three seats. Chris Stanley... Rita of the four people. All right, the four people on the lifeboat. It's not up on my computer yet. Uh, do you have them up on yours? Yep. Uh, lifeboat, jackass, four people are Johnny Knoxville, Bam Margera, Steve O, and the late Ryan Dunn. Not Chris Pontius, but Ryan Dunn. Yep. Surprising. Because I would have thought Chris would have went up there before Ryan. Party boy. Um, who do you got? Uh, I'm going to let you go first. All right. Well, Johnny Knoxville, he's like what you think pretty much. You think of Jackass. So he's got to stay. He's up for pretty much anything. Steve-O, you've got to keep him. He's been like those classic moments. You know, he's always puking shoving stuff up his ass. Mm -hmm. You gotta keep that. Great stuff. Comes down between Ryan Dunn and Bam Margera. You know, they both like contribute, like, you know, launching themselves off of things. I don't think the others would want to do that as much. But overall, I'd have to save uh, Ryan Dunn. I think he'd put himself in harm's way more than Bam Margera. Bam is out for you then. Damn, Bam. Um, here is, uh, Mike in Philly. You're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, Bam's got to go. I'm sick of him just picking on his parents and picking on his friends and him never actually being, like, the butt of the joke or taking any of the risk. Mm. Uh, that took you a long time for you to get upset about that. Now, Molly wasn't allowed to watch Jackass <laughs> as a child. She's tried to catch up now in college. Because, like her mother said, Molly, Harry, we're off to St. Bart's. Um, is that how your mom talks? No. Okay, too bad. That would have been great if I would have just nailed it without even hearing it. 
Molly, who do you got? I'm uh, agreeing with Shelv on some counts. Johnny's in, Steve-O is in, and once again, it's come down to Bam and Ryan Dunn. Except I would keep Bam because I don't really know that much about those two, and I know the show Viva La Bam, and that's why I'm keeping him on. There you go. So... Bam pulls it out for Bam. <laughs> Bam is out based on the hit show, the spinoff, <laughs> Viva La Ben. Uh, Craig, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, yeah, I would throw off Steve-O. What? That was very quick. <laughs> now, why Steve-O? Nuts. Steve-O, Steve-O can't handle his shit. Uh, he was real cool, but since he got off the drugs, I mean, I, mean, I think he hosts some game show now. He's just awful to watch. All right, so your big problem is with it that he was able to kick drugs. So sobriety <laughs> is what ruins drugs, it. Yeah. Just that, it's just that he was, he's not as cool anymore. He's trying too hard. He's trying know, too hard. To uh, get his life together. Corey, you're, are you there? Hey. Yeah. I'm going to throw you guys a curveball. First off, I'm throwing oh off God. Knoxville. He sold out. And I'm throwing off the dead guy because Steve goes probably going to do some weird shit to his corpse. That's and then we're going to. No, we're not. play the fucking game. If you can't play the game properly, you're banned from the game. <laughs> you're Jerk banned off. from the game. You're a dick. You can't say I'm going to throw all four of them off and then put on my luggage. <laughs> uh. I don't know whether I should go to Polo because I don't think A, he understands games, or B, <laughs> understands. Uh, I don't understand where the lifeboat is going. Well, let me just tell this <laughs> some of the Jackass stuff was done by Polo and Don Vito before. Before, when Bam was just a kid, and we put out those tapes, and Bam. Before uh, there was Fear Factor. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just being mean to you guys. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to say Bam in honor of Don Vito, uh-huh. uh, who no longer can use that name because a couple of kids complained that he hugged too close. That's all. It's the hug. Uh, after that, I, I'm going to save Steve-O. And I know uh, I'm going to save... I'm going to do what I wish I could have done in real life yeah. and save Ryan Dunn. And unfortunately, that just means I gotta throw out Johnny Knoxville. Oh God! I don't mean it. Poor Johnny. Personally, I'm just basing it on the fact he's from the South. Oh. That's all. <laughs> I'm sorry. It doesn't seem. It seems like a no-brainer to me. Honestly, if you're gonna throw something out for the Sharks, it might as well be the dead guy. See, that's the kind of logic I hate, <laughs> and that's why I wanted Chris Pontius up there, which I would just to get around that. That is a great picture of <laughs> Betsy Margera. Yikes. Brings back memories. It does. Wings, shots, he, cute um, buckets. Here's the thing about him, and I'm not speaking out of school, but he used to spray paint cars, and he did it without a mask on because he thought it was better not to. Yeah. So he had so much paint in his nostrils that if, let's say, he was going to do some bumps with you, he would lick his hand, oh, no. pick up the line, and rub it on his tongue because he could not <laughs> force powder through his, his fucking closed nostrils. Oh, my God. Hardcore. He also would grab people right here by the windpipe and squeeze until their legs gave out. <laughs> um, who we got winning right now? Going back and forth between the Brian Dunn 
Bam Margera. Right now, uh, it's Ryan's his best down. Chester guys taking it. <laughs> I uh, think they saw my logic. Here's uh, Rob Baltimore, you're on the Fed show. Hey, I'm going to throw off Bam for the exact opposite of the reason why Maggie's keeping him because he went ahead and did a spin off Viva La Bam because he wasn't smart enough to come up with his own crap, so he's got to go. Um, you know, he was actually doing that stuff before uh, even Knoxville was doing it. He Julie. did the Can't Kill Yourself videos. Yeah. Uh, Julie, you're on the Renefez show. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, I would kick off Bam because truthfully, truth of the matter is he's just eye candy. Okay, thanks. Uh, Jack, you're on the Renefez show. Hey, yeah, uh, I would throw off because he, uh, he fucked my ex-girlfriend. Now, she was an ex, though, right? That's correct. That is correct. They were doing uh, live shows in uh, around uh, Ohio and Pennsylvania area back in the summer of 2000. I helped produce one of the live shows, and they asked to have some girls there to greet him at the airport, and he ended up, uh, he ended up fucking my ex-girlfriend that night and the next day he gets up and walks out all scuzzy and says to me that girl tore up my wiener all night bro and I, I honestly I, I, I was stunned so I would, I would pitch off Steve-O instead when you just see is that you have a bond with him and that you're What's Eskimo that? brothers you yes we are we are Eskimo brothers I don't know that I, know, I don't hate him for it yeah. like you said she was an ex so you know, the water under the bridge. It was just stunning. It was simply stunning. She's under the bridge. Oh. Um, I don't think you need to be that blunt with <laughs> things. Okay. And you know who else doesn't like you for that? Who's that? Chaz Palminteri. He told me today, he goes, he said to me, he goes, yeah. as much as I like you, that friend of yours has got no class. <laughs> you cannot trust him. How, what's, what's he know about trust? He just barely even fucking met me. What's he know about trust? I bet a little fucking film called Bronx Tale. Still. He's, I think he's making, he's judging books by their cover. And then I said to him, I'm the tough guy, the guy who goes to work every day. Your father, that's the tough guy. And then I said, scene. And I just collapsed in his arms. And I said, I'm so exhausted. And I said, this is why I can't do two shows a night. It's too much to ask. It takes that out of you. Yeah. You get one show. One. <laughs> Savor it. One and done. I can't do two. I don't have it for the second show. And I'm not going to walk out there unless I'm 100%. Unless I can give them everything. <sighs> you ever heard that story of Red Fox? He's like in Vegas. And he came out to like the theme song of San Francisco. <laughs> He, he looks out in the crowd and there's like only 10 people there and he was like 10 motherfucking people I ain't performing in front of 10 motherfucking people and then he just turned around and went right back up <laughs> who told that story is it Billy Crystal I just heard it somewhere I'm not sure I think Billy Crystal told that story on TV I might be wrong it may have been even Steve Landisberg, but that would really be far back there. The late, great Steve Landisberg. No, it's not the late, great Red Fox with you. Bastard couldn't perform for ten people. It's racism. Mm -mm -mm -mm. 
Um, here is Gene. You're on the run of face show. Hey, Ronnie. I got to kick Bam off the lifeboat because uh, he's the only one dumb enough to get a dick branded on his ass. Man, people are rough on Bam here today. Yeah, there I he thought is. he was like the center of that universe. You can't get rid of Steve, though. Like, he's thrown up so many times in that show. Like, he can barely talk anymore. He's just, like, destroyed his throat. Yeah, but then he slept with that girl's chick. Oh, yeah. So I said girl because he is a fucking girl. Like, crying like a That's baby. why he's thin, though. It's that purging that he does. Mm, not the, not the long-time crack habit. Oh. Uh, Tom, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. Um, I got to vote off Bam. Because uh, he likes to pee on people while he sleeps. And I'm pretty sure he made a sex tape with Opie's wife. No, that actually never happened. And oh. that led to lawsuits. And Bam even came on and said uh, no one ever met anybody from anywhere. Um, oh, man. So, my, my friend Brian just sent me this, that uh, Dutch Dalton's got two brain tumors. Oh, fuck. I love Dutch. It's like we can't fucking buy a good day around here. No, he's, he's got the afterlife to look forward to. Don't be a wise ass. Come on, I'm Come just on. serious. Fuck. <laughs> Come on. Buddy. That was the worst thing you've ever said, dude. I'm serious that life is like that. Life treats you like shit, so let's hope there's something else. Well. <laughs> I couldn't be angrier right now. I hope you and Fez have joyous times tonight. Um, you going to wear cloisters? And then off to what? Crispin Glover. I wish you could have stayed for a while, Paula. I wish too. And uh, believe me, if I get successful, I will make it my mission to to force passion into Fez. If you get successful, how much money will you give me? Let's say if you have $10 million, how much are you going to give me? Let's just say yeah. that we'll work out something. Would you give me half? <laughs> Let's say we can work out a business arrangement. Can I have half your fortune? No. <laughs> How much will I get? <laughs> well, I, I think we'd have to work out some kind of a... Come on, come up with a definitive... No, I'm seriously. Thing. Just definitively I'm give me the, a number. I'm the poorest guy I in understand. this room. But now you have 10 I million. need half of something from okay. somebody else right now. Oh, you want Fez to make the commitment? Yeah, yeah, I want him to give me half right now. Fez said that he would pay you to come and live with him, right? right. I Obviously, my life is in flux. It's a turmoil. Can we just get a definitive thing? Are you going to come live with Fess? I would be happy to do it if he will commit. Shake hands right now if you guys are willing to commit. Oh a lot of that pay is just going to be room. <laughs> well, that's unfortunately not good enough. <laughs> you need to get a real... I don't want this to be like last night. I want to get a definitive thing before right. we go. Right. I, I, I obviously am a, a, a lifeboat adrift on the sea. I'd kick you out right now. <laughs> we should do lifeboat with the show. Uh, I'd dive off the fucking lifeboat. 
I would gladly fucking tie an anchor around my neck. I'm alone in the lifeboat. Who will come on with the boat with me? Paul, I'll tell you, I was something at one time. Wasn't I, Paul? Before it all started. You are still something. But, I mean, that's the point. You need... You need I'm worried it. about Dutch. He's... You know, I mean, all, all seriously, he needs to take care of his health, this young man over here. Well, what are you trying to free you're me right. anything? I'm fucking rocking and rolling. I'm feeling good. You're, you're Broccoli, apart some spinach. In, in front of me, yeah. and you're getting worse. <laughs> well, I don't even understand you half the time. Oh, I speak, I, I slur at times. But what is that, a stroke coming on? I hope not. Jesus Christ. Maybe you ought to move in with him. Wait, we need to go play basketball every Friday afternoon. <laughs> what the fuck? That would be a great idea. <laughs> All right, see you guys in here tomorrow. And that's the end of my show. Donk. <laughs>